Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Yano yeah, No Yeah. It's the holiday season, so for this episode, then Keelan recommended three Christmas movies for all of us to watch. So we talk about Carol, directed by Todd Haynes, The Muppets Christmas Carol, and Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. So very different Christmas movies, but very good discussions. It's definitely a great episode. But as always, we talk about a whole variety of stuff. We talk a lot about video games, the 2023 Video Game Awards, the new GTA 6 trailer, many other things. So definitely a whole variety of good discussions that we had. So just another reminder, if you want to jump to certain points of the episode, skip spoilers, any of that, we always have the timestamps in the description of the episode. Also in the description is the link trees to all of our accounts and our Patreon. If you want to become a patron, we really appreciate it. Every cent goes towards the artwork that we do for each episode. So yeah, we hope you guys enjoy the episode and uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all of that. Let's get into it. take the reins on this one i'm fucking sleepy but i will that's wake all right up, i'm sure first and foremost for the listeners since it's probably coming out around the same time merry christmas everyone hell yeah merry <laughs> christmas none of that happy holiday stuff i say we say merry christmas on this podcast oh yeah <laughs> season's greetings <laughs> <laughs> anyway how, how, how are we how are we doing boys <laughs> how are the vibes uh, can i go last yeah he no. can go last um, you're going first for asking <laughs> the- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same same stuff. Uh, today was my last shift before Christmas break because mm. even though I'm not a student at the university, I work at the university, so now that all the students are gone, then that means there's not work for me to do, so I guess I have time off. So yeah, it's uh, going to be pretty chill few weeks. I don't really work until like the new year, which is kind of crazy, so I... I I'm gonna get bored really quick, but I'm just gonna be chilling, watching movies, playing games, doing the shit that I do. So grind out Elden. That's uh, dude. I know. I was gonna mention that for later. That <laughs> shit is crazy, but yeah, I'm gonna be putting a lot of hours into that for sure. How are you, Keelan? Rock bottom. How are you, Liam? No, you can't do that one again. <laughs> you gotta do a different one. <laughs> it's 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 my thing now. We've done it two episodes no, in a no, row. No. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Can't complain. I'm getting fuck all hours, man. Mm. It's yeah. it's it's awful, especially coming up to Christmas. I need to buy people shit, and I have to fucking cut like some people out because I can't fucking afford it. Anyway, tell me about it. No, I won't. I feel how like about you tell me how you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this time of the year, I feel like everyone's honestly been in that same boat though with buying Christmas gifts. Like this year, like everyone I've talked to says like man i just i don't know i'm not gonna be able to get much this year for people and even me like with all this time off work i'm getting i'm like i don't know what i'm able to do i straight up don't know if i'll be able to get like anything for anyone like my bills are just like up to the fucking roof right now it's crazy that's pretty much how i am within like the last um week i told keelan about this but like my I, i drove over some glass while i was at work like delivering and some of it oh, went no. into my like engine and shredded like the belt in there so oh, God. it needed to be replaced and i needed to get two tires so i like four hundred dollars down this week and i was like oh my god <laughs> help holy shit fuck her. Uh, yeah 
that's that's terrible. Enough. But he fixed it, and he fixed the AC, which is really nice, so that's cool. Nice. Did he charge you for the AC? He did not. What a lovely gentleman. He was a lovely gentleman. He helped out a lot. (laughs) That's awesome. At least you had a good experience in that part, despite the fucking money. Yeah, I want to fucking jump out a window right now. I just got my paycheck, and it's almost all gone. Don't do that. We have a podcast episode to record. Okay. So he means do it after the podcast. That's yeah, yeah. What he's saying. No, Merry I Christmas, mean, everyone! I'm jumping out of it. Not off to a very jolly uh, start. <laughs> oh yeah, we're meant to be like singing and shit, like the Muppets. Um, now Patreons, I believe. Patreons, um, let's so, go. So yeah, shout out to all the people supporting us. We got Kath at Kath Fernway. Thanks to my Thank girlfriend. Thank you. Thank you so <clears> much, you, Kath. Moving underscore. Underscore, underscore, pictures, Julia. <laughs> Why the Julia. fuck did you say it's so slow? Because <laughs> I'm tired. Like I said, you Pretty guys gotta take the effect. reins for this episode, alright? Thank you, moving Can't underscore, 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 pictures. Just okay. use the magic of editing and you can take your audio file, bump the pitch up a bit, and then the speed up a bit, and you'll sound perfectly fine. Trust me. Thank you, Sarah's popcorn chat. Thank you so much for your patronage. Ardor Film, Amy. Thank, thank you, you, Amy. The joke is dead now because I'm getting it right like every time. Every time for like the past it in four the ground. episodes. Dude, I know. it's. I Finally, it got beaten into my head or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's bound to happen again. It's, it's going to happen again. <laughs> uh, and thanks to my mother, Lena underscore underscore underscore. <laughs> thanks, Liam's, Liam's mom. mom. And thanks, and Quinn's brother. Sixth. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Thanks, Graham. Oh, isn't yeah? Thanks, All right. Graham. Graham's an Irish name. So is Liam. Oh my so god. So is Quinn. Actually, Quinlan. Uh-huh. Yeah. So is Keelan. Oh my god! It's the Irish podcast. We're all Irish. <laughs> it is the Irish podcast. Honestly, we've been Irish I'm fine with that. Just didn't know it. <laughs> Before the Irishman even came, we were fucking Irish. <laughs> we are literally the Irishman. <laughs> we are. All right. Well, uh, I think now the poll results. Before I forget oh, yes. Uh, yes. that, right? Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. So. Speaking of the Irishman, the la- the episode was the Great Scorsese Extravaganza. I asked, "What is your favorite Scorsese movie?" And I could not fit all 26 in the poll, obviously. So I just had to put the big ones and then other. Thanks to the two people that have been voting on our polls, but I hope we get more eventually. You, you should have put like the most obscure Scorsese movies, and then other is the rest of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. only between between Kundun and The Last Waltz. I should have just put <laughs> those two. Bertha. <laughs> Boxcar Bertha. But yeah, so I said I gave the options: Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, After Hours, King of Comedy, The Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, and then Other. And then one person voted for The Departed, and then another person voted for Other. So I was not expecting mm-hmm. that really, but cool. I wonder I what that other one was. I bet it's football. God, Bertha. Yeah, there's five days left on that poll, people. But by the time this is out, they, it'll be... It'll be good. Uh, is it usually like two weeks you put it on? I do, yeah. I try to uh, put that limit on there so then people will like see it. Cause, like, I think we should do three anyway. weeks because we're kind of all over the place with how we release the episodes right now. Which, by the way, we should, we should address. Like, Sorry for the weird releases that we've had lately it's not really been on mm. time or anything but we're like trying <laughs> for sure i i think it gives people time to catch up too honestly like because mm. it's it can be hard to keep up with a lot of stuff why is my cup half empty for fuck's sake why can't it refill what, what itself you, what are you drinking <laughs> lots of coffee <laughs> it's like four shots in there you drink your coffee black 
I didn't with this one. Usually I do, yeah. Mm, but this one too. I put like vanilla ice cream in it because I didn't want it to be super hot and I wanted it immediately. Vanilla <laughs> nice. ice cream? Not even. Yeah, because if you put it in coffee, oh, dude, if that's you put it in coffee. It's like nice. No, that does sound I'm nice. Sure, it but is. I just, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's quite strange. Never heard of like, like vanilla coffee. cream on a coffee? Like vanilla goes with coffee. I'm not Can't crazy. Judge you're crazy. Keelan, maybe it's an Australian thing. <laughs> All right, now you've done it. It's not the Australian. Yeah, I'm drinking some fancy ass like strawberry refresher thing that I got from work today. That looks incredible. It's just yeah, it's it's like flavored water with strawberries and it's sweet and shit. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm drinking tap water. <laughs> tap water. The tap water oh, here is pretty bro. good. It better be. I'm sure it's better than here. Oh, tap yeah. water here can kill you. So <laughs> I <laughs> I don't I refuse to drink tap water. I just think it's terrible. Well, I'm still alive. Strengthening that fucking immune system up the roof, I bet. Hell yeah. You're drinking all bunch of chemicals and mold and stuff. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's yummy. Give me all that mold. <laughs> now we move on to what we've been watching and what we're listening to or whatever. Uh, I saw Napoleon. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I saw Napoleon in theaters. That was actually... I've been seeing a lot of mixed things about it, but I, I actually really liked it. I just thought it was fun. I thought it was epic. I was never bored. I thought the performances were great. I mean, Walking Phoenix is just like, still got it, obviously. Fucking this and Bo and Bo's Afraid in the same year is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, the movie just looks great. And the battle scenes were like really well shot and choreographed and all that. Kind of wish there was a bit more of those, but I mean, there's still at least like three or four good battles in the movie, which is cool. It, it was just, yeah, it was a good time. I gave it an eight out of 10, still feeling that. If I ever get Apple TV again, I would probably watch his four hour cut of it, honestly, because yeah. I want to see what bring, he didn't put in there. I was going to bring <laughs> yeah. it up. Because that was like the one complaint mm -hmm. I heard most people had was like it kind of felt kind of felt chopped up and stuck together and people have been saying, oh yeah, mm -hmm. his four hour cut will be fucking, it'll be like the best movie he's ever made. Because even after the movie, then since we're like in a university town that like our theater tries to get like different people um, associated with like, like they got like a historian to actually speak to us after the movie and I happened to be at that showing when they had him speak like to compare the movie to like real life events and all that and he was talking about just how i mean besides how much stuff was inaccurate which i really don't care that much about um he was talking about like all the stuff they just skipped over like all this crazy amount of battles and like part of his life that they just skipped over and i want to see some of that so yeah i really mm -hmm. do hope he includes that but yeah regardless it was still a good time um for what it was so i watched the holdovers soon after we oh, finished recording yeah. our last episode <sighs> And it's probably one of my favorite films of the year. I thought it was fucking fantastic. It might even beat out Oppenheimer at this point. I can't stop thinking about whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's, nice. <laughs> it's just so lovely and cozy and fucking... Paul Giamatti might have... His performance might be my favorite of the year overall. I think he's just outstanding. <laughs> he kind of relishes in like the smartassiness of his character and like the kind of hardassiness of him. And I really appreciate that and the dynamic between him and the kid in it, who's played by, he's like a first-time actor, and he, he's fucking great too. Like they're both, they both hold each their own wonderfully against each other. And then there's great side characters. Like there's a cook in the movie who's like the cook for the the private school or whatever and she shows up every now and then and she's fantastic in it as well yeah no I, I i don't have much to say about it other than it is probably definitely probably going to be like top three 
by the time I've seen most of the stuff I want to see from this year because it is very, very special. I'd give it a 10 out of 10. It is great. Go watch mm -hmm. it. Look, look at that. I, I'm looking forward to that. I, yeah, I, the really vi I got those vibes. I definitely got those like cozy vibes from the trailer as well, and I, I just need something like that right now. So I think yeah. I'm gonna see it this weekend. Yeah, does it feel like it'd be like a, a future Christmas classic or something? Like, is it heavy on the Christmas element? Oh yeah, like it... it's it's the, oh. the whole the whole plot of the movie is like you know Paul Giamatti and a couple of boys from the school from the private school are are held over during Christmas break because you know their parents can't take them or whatever. I, I just love that 70s kind of aesthetic from the trailer. It does I, it I, I, Good. I, I can't wait for that. It's 70s in aesthetic and the way... I, I feel like the way it approaches its themes because it's a very emotionally vulnerable film and I really... I love that about it. We'll talk about this one. I actually listened to it a bit before the last episode but I didn't talk about it. I don't really have much to talk about so... I listened to the first album by Tears for Fears called The Hurting. Mm. Hell yeah. For like a debut it was really really impressive actually. Like I, I didn't expect it to be quite as experimental as it was. It, it was quite experimental for like the time period that it came out in i don't know i feel like it's a bit ahead of its time i found quite a few songs that i really really liked on there and stuff and it's yeah just a really really good album it's not like amazing or anything but like for a debut really fucking good would highly recommend it probably like an 8 out of 10 right now i think like i was saying to you the second album is probably one of my favorite albums of all time it's great mm -hmm. yeah i've only heard their like greatest i've only heard their like big hits i don't think i've actually listened to one of their albums so i definitely should check well mad world out. is the second one on there like i mean the second track on that album so hmm Mm. Yeah. Like right from the get-go, yeah. making hits. Like Keelan said before, I've been grinding on Elden Ring, and holy shit, yeah, <laughs> that, like, these games, I they're a big, so it's from software games, I know Keelan's played a lot of them, from what I've heard, and, uh, played all of them, yeah, they're... I haven't beaten a couple <sighs> of them, like, I haven't beat Sekiro or Dark Souls 2, because Dark Souls 2 is just shit, and Sekiro is just really fucking hard. Yes, I can't, I've heard Sekiro is really hard, and I just can't, if Sekiro is really hard, dude, these games, like, what people are telling me are the easy games are still fucking hard, like, I don't me know and, if I just suck at games or me what. Me and Keelan were talking but, the other day, and, like, apparently we're both, like, stuck <laughs> on the exact same boss in Sekiro. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, I like, didn't know you are both just... playing it. Well, I mean, very, very loosely, it's been a while since I've oh. gone back to it, but, like, every time I do, it's just like, I cannot defeat this box. I don't know how the <laughs> fuck to do this. Uh, it's, these games are just, like, I I like what they kind of stand for, you know? Like, they're, they don't hold the player's hand, and, like, yeah. you really feel accomplished when you actually get through stuff. But at the same time, I wish there was a bit more like, they, I feel like I jump into these games and it just expects me to kind of know how to do everything. And so I have to like watch videos and shit. And it's, it's fun, the games look great and all that, but a freaking journey that I'm on like mentally with these <laughs> games, it's crazy. But I, I know I'm gonna like it more for sure. But, um, I think Souls-like yeah, games will do that to you. It's just like so fucking hard sometimes, like ridiculously yeah. hard. I don't think they're hard. I don't think they're hard, and I'm not saying that's kind of like a flex. But I think it. I think the game values like persevering through whatever the fuck you know you're stuck on. That's for sure. And I and I really For love sure. that about them, and I like how it doesn't. Yeah, like you said, how it doesn't hold your hand. You know, you learn along the way. You learn how to do shit along the way. Not even from like YouTube tutorials or anything. Like a lot of the storytelling is just like environmental, and if you just read like the item descriptions, they give you like little tidbits of lore if you're into that. I I think it's just something you learn as you go along, and it doesn't expect you to know right off the bat. 
but once you figure things out, it becomes very satisfying. I, I think that aspect, like you said, the whole persevering thing, that's really what's like dr- keeping me drawn towards them. Even though sometimes I, I just really feel like throwing my controller yeah. at the fucking wall <laughs> playing these games. I really do. But like I, I then I but then I go on YouTube and I see videos like there's so many videos to where yeah. like you can apply of like Dark Souls saved my life and like Dark like how these games like got people through like hard times yeah. and all that and I was like wow so like I, w- I just want to know what's up with these games you know and I think yeah just persevering in the game like you can really apply some of that uh, struggle I guess to like real life and take value away from it and I don't know those people are just really like lost in the grind and it's kind of hard for some people to do that I guess especially people mm-hmm. who don't have like enough time for that kind of gaming as well they're just stuck in the fucking goon hole, you know? They're, they're just yeah. going at it. <laughs> the unique thing about mm-hmm. Elden Ring, though, is I think I think it's the easiest, but only just because if you're stuck on a boss, you just go the other direction. And mm-hmm. then you level up yeah. a bit, and you go back to that boss, and you just pick your I've always heard it. that it's, like, the easiest out of most of them, yeah. That doesn't mean it's, like, the worst or anything. I think it's up there. No, 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 I'm best. not saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, a lot of people have been saying it's, like, the best, which I know that's, like, there's a lot of tough competition, but, like... Just with the whole open world aspect and like how big the game is and how beautiful it is and all that and it's the so bosses, impressive. like yeah, it's it's incredible. And um, I just yeah, I, I'm gonna keep grinding. I have a lot of time off from work, so literally the only other thing that I watched that isn't a rewatch is a film Quinn's also seen, uh, May December, the new Todd Haynes film, mm. whose film Carol will be talking about later oh my god the only reason I watched May December so soon is because I kept fucking seeing people almost spoilers for me on Twitter and I was just like okay I'm just gonna fucking knock it out right now because it was it was crazy like everyone was like talking about it then I watched it get off Twitter for fuck's sake <laughs> no I will not it is you bad need for to me, get off but Twitter. It's, it's, it's bad for you. It's very bad for you. May December was great. It was fucking miserable, but I really, really liked it. It's probably the best mm-hmm. I've seen Natalie Portman ever in a movie. I thought she was absolutely fantastic. Dude, she was great. She I was also, so, I think so she good. carried the movie in my opinion, but yeah, yeah, her, yeah for sure. Her and Julianne Moore and Charles Melton, who was fucking mm. astounding. He is like really, yeah. really fucking good. All three of them are fantastic, mm-hmm. and they're worth watching the movie for on its own. But also the subject matter is very heavy it's also based off like a real story as well well loosely based off a real story and after i saw the movie i watched interview clips of like the real the real life couple it was based on and it's so oh it's just so disgusting (laughs) oh man i don't i'm I'm afraid to look that up if i ever do um they're, they're they're divorced in real life now but like the pain in the guy's fucking face is like fucking it's heartbreaking man it's fucking heartbreaking uh. and i think they translated that very tastefully and very well into may december it could be on the nose at some points some of those times i felt like it worked really well and other times i felt like it was just dipping its toes into melodrama but then it kind of bounced back from I, that like soon enough I felt like it was dipping more than its toes in melodrama. I thought it was very melodramatic, but I mean, I didn't hate it because of that or anything. I don't know. I thought the music was extremely overbearing at times, like telling us how dramatic the things actually are and all that. It just, it kind of distracted me a bit. I did feel myself noticing the music a lot 
in that sort of way, mm-hmm. but I felt like it sort of worked. Like I've seen, I've also seen people say that, like this is a very campy movie, which I kind of disagree with. Like there was mm-hmm. bits that it were yeah. kind of funny, like you know the bit with the guy and the kid in his roof. That was that was like a mix of like really funny and also really sad, which I, mm-hmm. I that's probably yeah. my favorite scene the whole movie. To be honest not much i can really say else without spoiling it that's the thing like we can't even like you can't even really talk about the movie because like the whole like because it would be spoiling it like anything revolving around these characters and like what the issue actually like what what's going doing, on what the issue is yeah. yeah well worth a watch i give it an eight out of ten it is very memorable very good movie very well made i listened to um since i have a lover by six lack i forgot about that guy i've heard of his first two albums yeah, me too. I I heard like his stuff quite a while ago, but he had he hadn't put out an album for a bit until this year. I'm not a huge fan of him. I don't really enjoy his music all that much because like I mean a lot of his vocals, like pretty much all his vocals, are like manipulated and altered and shit, and it's it can get kind of annoying. But with this one, I felt I felt like it was actually used pretty well. The production was actually pretty impressive for for a change, which I liked. It's very overlong though it's like 58 minutes and it really starts to drag towards the end but like the first half of the album was actually really impressive yeah i thought it was actually quite good for the most Hmm. part which is surprising give it a listen if you want i'd probably give it like a six out of ten right now so yeah yeah. i i was i always thought his uh production and instrumentals were like a strong suit you know for sure especially on his first album i thought i never really cared for his vocals either i I don't really i didn't really feel that that much like his I don't know, just none of his music ever really impressed me or spoke mm. to me in any kind of way until this one. I think the only exposure nice. I've had to him is the fucking Gorilla song, which I think he works really well on. The, That's the, probably the, the best thing he's ever made, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> that thing is fucking awesome. Like, that put, the fact that Gorillas would put him and Elton John on the same song, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. amazing. It's... <laughs> Damn. What a movie. But it works very too. Well. <laughs> yeah, it works so, like, surprisingly well, it's ridiculous. Gosh, for a third thing, I was thinking about talking about May December for my third, but we kind of already oh, talked about that damn now. It. So, uh, nah, it's fine. I because I don't really know if I I don't feel like talking about Legally Blonde. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, your review. <laughs> yeah, I did not really care for that. I'll just it's get that good. out of the way. I guess. It's bad. <laughs> I just you've seen it too. Yeah. It oh, sucks. I've seen it as well. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. Like the only reason I watched it is because one of my coworker co-workers from the theater like her and i have just been randomly like recommending like movies because like i'll talk about a famous movie and she'll say she hasn't seen it i'm like what you gotta fucking watch it so then like she gets she told me to watch mean girls last week or a week or two i mean ago, that so movie I is great watch that that i oh you like mean girls i love mean girls i think it's cool. i thought it was good too was actually good. yeah but then she recommended this and so i watched this <laughs> and i just thought it was uh i don't know i just thought it was like too dated for even even it's like I know Mean Girls was dated, movie. but yeah, I just I think the plot is just dumb as hell, and yeah. I just don't find it funny, and it just kind of comes off like a bit dated and bland, and just like I did I really don't see the appeal. I think it's a big nostalgia thing for people probably, yeah. and they yeah. love Reese Witherspoon. Now she has to watch Goodfellas because I mean, <laughs> like I was like I'll watch Le- I'll watch Legally Blonde if you watch Goodfellas, and so <laughs> what a trade off. Nice. It's a good trade off. Yeah, I'm spreading the word of. 
Goodfellas. I, re I I gave it a four out of 10. So like, I really didn't like it that much. It's just whatever, you know? I have no more movies that I want to talk about, but I'll do what Liam did and I'll talk about an album I listened to before we recorded the last episode, which is an album called Songs About Leaving by Carissa's Weird. Um, I won't talk too long about it because I do really want to re-listen to it because it I think it's a very, very special album. Like, it's a very slow-core, emo type of album. There's just such an air of sadness to the album that's just infectious. And while listening to it, you're just kind of like, oh shit, now I feel sad. That sort of way. It's surprisingly diverse for, like, kind of like a folky rock type thing. And mm -hmm. um, I think the vocals on each track is, like, excellent. And the lyrics are, like, fucking, are like a stab in the gut, really. I'm happy I crossed it off my list. Um, I give it a 9 out of 10. I will re-listen to it at some point. It could probably go up to a 10. I fucking loved it. Third one to wrap this up. I'm going to talk about a game that I oh. have I have finished, but like I haven't 100%ed just yet. It's very, very close, though. I literally just need one more session and it's done. I pretty much finished the game, at least the story. Spider-Man Miles Morales. I oh, finally tried that. Yeah, it was quite good. I ended up liking it the more I, the more I played it, kind of, because at the start I was just kind of like, this isn't really that different from the first one. I don't think that graphically it's all that different from the first one. It just kind of feels like it's using the same engine and there's not really that much new or impressive about it, but it's still like that Spider-Man gameplay that is like really, really fun. But the more the story like went on, the more I liked it. I think that the whole relationship between like Miles and the Tinkerer is like really well explored. The payoff that it has was just really, really satisfying and just made me really appreciate the character of Miles a lot more. And which is good because he kind of like annoyed me a little bit during the start of the game. I do still kind of find the voice actor for Miles in the game a little bit irritating sometimes. Yeah, it's a satisfying game. I wish it gave you like a little bit more than the first one did because it still kind of feels like like rewarding element element of it is pretty much just the same. It doesn't really really give you any extra after the last game which is kind of what I wanted but it's just its own like little individual story it's like a seven and a half hour game I think like the core story I mean it's a quick one it's a good one and I enjoyed it I'd probably give it like a eight out of ten right now I still have to beat it I I've been going off and on between that game for like years at this point like I just feel I don't know why I keep putting it down it's not bad or anything like I I like the first spider-man game but I think I know it's yeah it's very similar in a lot of ways just like gameplay wise and mm. I mean the gameplay's fun but I think it's like more about if the story can like grab you or mm. not because I think the characters like develop and get better as they go and that's when I started to actually start caring about them a bit more that is one thing that like keeps it from being you know a, a higher score or whatever is it is extremely handholdy just like the last one and mm. I really don't like that about it I wish it gave you a bit more of a challenge the biggest challenge that I've had in the game right now is like you finish the story and then you go to new game plus where you can like, you know, start 100%ing shit basically. But like it takes you through the entire story again, pretty much. So like playing the story the second time around, now I've like had the final fight with Rhino again and that shit was fucking hard on ultimate difficulty. Like <laughs> more than I thought it would be. So. That's, uh. like, the only thing that's been really challenging so far, but that aside, mm. it's a little too hand-holdy at times. Can that delve just slightly, like, segue into a little mini-topic, actually? Mm -hmm. Do you want sure. to talk about, like, a few little games that we used to play when we were younger? Yeah, why not? I was reminded of, um like, games that are based off, like, movies or whatever. You remember when that was, like, a big thing back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what, what ones did you play? 
Shrek. <laughs> there was a Shrek game on the I PS2. I never played Shrek. Playing that. That was fun. That Isn't game was Shrek so much fun. Isn't Shrek 2 on PS2 as well? Didn't yeah. they do like Yeah, maybe that was one I played. They've done maybe a lot of Shrek, Shrek games, like Sh Shrek Rumble Rama or something. Like there was a wrestling game of Shrek. There was mm. a cart game of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first three that came to my mind in terms of like licensed games, I've heard from Spider-Man 2 because like everyone played Spider-Man 2. That's a fucking great game. Yeah, that but, shit um, slapped. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Not Enter Electro. The Spider-Man 2. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't mean Enter Electro. Like that's, yeah. I feel like that game is obscure, honestly. No, um... So, I, 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 yeah, the games I most remember playing that were licensed when I was younger were, like, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory video game, which was <laughs> dog shit. It was awful. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Honestly. Me neither. Oh, you, there is also uh, Chronicles of Narnia one, which I played. <laughs> I did remember that being a thing, but I never played and it. The most surprising one is the Zathura game. I never watched that I, movie. I remember the movie. I think there was like a board game of Zathura I might have played. It might oh, have made a freaking board was. game out of it. But I, mean, I don't remember the video game. Yeah, there was a video game and it was awful. It was terrible because like most licensed video games, they're notorious for being awful. I can't think of any like hmm. good ones I played. Actually, no. The Cars game, that was a banger. That was really good. <laughs> I remember really enjoying it. Oh, it, it I remember like, playing that too. That was a banger. Yeah. It was just like a full-fledged racing game. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. It was like kind of like open world too, almost. Like I mean, you could like drive around and do yeah. shit. There's one that I remember like really vividly, and I still have it on PS2, like in my cupboard somewhere. But um, the Madagascar game. I played that oh, too. Oh my god, the fucking golf that mini shit games. Was awesome. <laughs> yes, the fucking golf <laughs> mini game. Do you remember the um, <laughs> the like what's it called? Like the ice game, shuffleboard. I actually do remember that. Holy shit. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> that was so much fun. I only remember the golf mini game because of Mort popping up every now and then. Outside of licensed games, like, I suppose, what were the games of your childhood, I suppose? I mean, we've talked a lot about Skyrim on here, so we don't oh, yeah. need to go back into that, I guess, but... But, like, that, real that childhood, well. like, young, young. Oh, like, young, young. Like, like, talking young, I, right? like, what were, like, your built, like, yeah, your, um, foundational games, like... I think I remember my know. first two proper games that I played being Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter. Yeah, like the first ones of both of those. Well, specifically Crash for Bandicoot. me, it was... What about that? I never played Crash Bandicoot until I was an adult. Oh, oh. I, <laughs> I, I loved that. was only for the kid. I mean, I was like, I played it only when I was a kid. But... I think I played a bit of it. I think I played like a demo because I, I have no idea how or anything, but my mother used mm. to be able to get like demo discs from people that she knew and they mm -hmm. had like just random game demos on it. So I think I played that one. You've also huh. played it in Uncharted 4. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Which leads me to my one. Uncharted 2 was, like, extremely formative for me. I played that when I was, like, nine. Yeah. And it hmm. probably changed my fucking life. It's awesome. I think I only started playing the Uncharted series around the time I, like, started talking to you for the first time. I'm pretty sure. Because I think you might have recommended them to me. But I could oh. be wrong. I might have just been huh. in the middle of playing them when I, like, met you and we were talking about it. I don't know. It could have been. I do love hmm. the Uncharted games. Like, Uncharted 2 is probably one of my favorite games of all time. I love Shame that Shame they game can't so fucking make a movie out of it. Don't, don't start. Don't start. <laughs> yeah, we won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack 2, Ratchet Deadlocked. That was like my Ratchet and Clank game growing up. Deadlocked is the gladiator one where it's like, it's kind of like futuristic and it's kind of like a death um, a death game. It, it's it's very weird. I, I tried playing it again a while ago and it was just really bad. <laughs> I, I remember like playing the first three and then going into like that kind of remakey one later when it came out in ps4 it, it's a good remake but it's like literally just the exact same as the first game kind of 
and well, it doesn't really change too much aside from graphics and a few cutscenes, I guess. But well, I don't know. see, hmm. see, that game isn't like a remake. Remake. It's like just a reboot. Like it's a whole new game because yeah, it's coinciding it just... with the Ratchet and Clank movie. <laughs> But it feels so much like the first one. I do remember that, yeah. I never play the Ratchet and Clank games, but... They're so um, fun. So fun. Yeah, I need to play that, and I need to play the Uncharted games. I don't know how I haven't played those yet. Oh, I thought you had. um, I I own them, but I... I mean, I haven't had a PS5 for very long, so, like, there's so many PS exclusives I want to play, too, but... The the first one is really dated, but everything after that slaps. Mm. The story is good, but the... The gunplay is mm. so fucking janky. The the few form like really formative ones for me, like younger than ten years old, like back for, with the GameCube and PS2 and all that, was probably Spyro, the Lego oh, yeah. Star Wars game. Yeah, Spyro was the <laughs> shit. Like that was great. And yeah. then the original Lego Star Wars game back before before the Legos could even talk, you know, in the video games, like that was the shit. Like oh, yeah. the original. Also, some games I probably shouldn't have played so young, but I'm glad I did, and I'm. <laughs> I can thank my dad for that, but not the old, old Mortal Kombat games like Mortal Kombat Armageddon, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, and then Twisted Metal. I played a lot of Twisted Metal. Uh, yeah, those were... It probably explains a lot. Bad, unless you follow no, the No, but as a child, that's even the main menu scared the shit out of me. It was like uh, Tooth... What was his name? Sweet, Sweet Tooth's tooth. face. Yeah, Sweet Tooth's face just like fucking enlarged on the menu with this creepy-ass smile. It was, it was like disturbing for a little kid metal, but so I'm I never tried it. Metal. they're fun they're so much fun yeah they're just, it's one. like god I don't know like video games were a huge part of my childhood so I probably name a million but yeah those are like big ones for sure there's also I, Sly uh, Raccoon I played like oh, quite a bit of yeah. that that and game was Sly really fun Sly 2 mm. was awesome thinking about it probably like the most formative game of my entire life is Guitar Hero Guitar Hero, like <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I don't know how I didn't. Th- no, I'm, I'm with you there. Guitar Gu- Hero, Guitar Hero, like Hell pretty yeah. much. I I still never with... really like played much of it, honestly. I think I played oh, like <sighs> a few times at like parties or something when I was younger, but that's it. But it also like helped uh, shape my taste in music, along with my dad. You know, it, it's gotten mm-hmm. to where I am today, and it's also just a lot of fun. Let's segue this into something that I'm assuming is a mini topic for one of you guys, but also oh, gaming sure. related. Yeah. If you want to break the news to everyone. Well, assu- uh, if I'm going to assume what you're saying, the fucking GTA 6 trailer dropped. Finally. So, is that, that what we're talking it? about? Yeah. We yeah. hyped, boys? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hyped. Extremely I, excited. I couldn't be happier with it. Like, I'm very happy about what the trailer was. Like, It did not give yeah. away too much at all. It just kind of Nothing at was all. this big yeah. montage of shit in the game mm-hmm. and it looks so fun yeah no it's totally just like getting you like giving you a taste of like what the world and all the characters are going to be like and just the vibe of the game but telling you nothing about the story like that's exactly what a video game should do a video game trailer i think should do honestly yeah so well, rockstar I, I just i'm yeah rockstar have always been like really good at that like all their reveal trailers like they end the, ga- the games themselves always end up looking better than reveal trailers which is crazy because like as it is, the GTA 6 trailer looks insane, like, graphically. Like, I don't even know if oh, it's yeah. gonna fucking run on PS5, that sort of thing. <laughs> but it was the same with, like, the Red Dead 2, or, like, the reveal trailer. looked. Mm. It looked really good, but then the game itself just ended up looking even better. After watching this trailer for fun, I went back and rewatched the GTA 5 trailer, which I literally probably didn't even watch until it, since the last time it dropped, like, yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> and it's just crazy watching how far they've come, because, like, even though, and this is, might be, I don't know if this is like an unpopular opinion i was still more hyped 
because of the GTA 5 trailer than I am hyped for GTA 6. I just, I, the GTA 5 trailer was like so special for me when it came out for some reason. Like that's probably because you're an so adult hyped. now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And we get less excited about things yeah. as we age. It's depressing. I wasn't excited for GTA 5 at all until until the gameplay trailer like dropped like a month before oh. it came out and I watched it and I was like, oh shit, this actually looks fucking great. I don't know what about it, just the, the vibe and the music and the, the monologue over the music. It just oh, like, yeah. I was like, this is going to be fucking epic. But this was just, yeah, this really, I mean, this trailer was a bit different. It was just a Tom Petty song with a bunch of crazy Florida people doing shit, <laughs> which is fine. But And taking um, place in Florida yeah. is like the perfect way to do it. Like, Los Angeles is a good place to parody, but, like, in this day and age, Florida is, like, even better. Like, that is just going you're to gonna, be fucking crazy. Like, the dude, you're gonna come, the you're gonna come across, NPCs. like, so many people just off their face on bath salts and shit. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. All the stereotypes are gonna come out for this fucking game. <laughs> it's, it's, I just hope they don't overdo it. Like, every NPC you come across is just a nutcase, but, like, they're definitely gonna do that, you know? They should Which have is, a Charlie cameo in yeah. there since he lives in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can just put like a dude with long black hair and a white t-shirt on it. I, another notable thing too about the trailer is like all the, because this is the only hint as to like as something new they're going to implement this time is the whole a social woman? media aspect. Well, oh. yeah, okay, we'll get to that <laughs> shit. Fucking people online. No, I was going to say the whole social media aspect of it. Like, because like a lot of it was intercut with like, you know, it's like phone footage, you know, within mm, the yeah. game of like, it's like TikTok reels and shit. Well, I and like so, that. Like, I want it to be realistic to right. stay in and, and the, what I That's what I love the most about the GTA franchise is that they kind of adapt with the times. Like, yeah. we're 10 years later from the last game. The world has changed a lot. Like, the fucking culture and like, everything has changed a lot. So It is a good idea for them to release games mm -hmm. like you know within a kind of 10 year period i feel like yeah if, if they're gonna continue doing like gta after this like it should be like every 10 years i feel like because it is like mm -hmm. a staple of its time kind of it totally well, to is fair, yeah so like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not even sure if it's been in development for 10 years because they're also working on red dead 2 and that came out five years ago mm -hmm. yeah it came out like five years after gta 5 so you know there's that interval between i imagine games. they have a lot of different teams though like you know i imagine they have like different teams working on different games but who knows oh they I mean, they do but um, um rockstar north um focus on gta and red dead i thought i mean at this point that's like all they do right is gta and red dead i don't even know what else rockstar really does i i hate to dwell on this but yeah i i the people online are so dumb calling this trailer woke like have you seen it's, that shit like it's just a female it's a no whatever I, I i was waiting for the woke stuff i didn't see any woke stuff what i what i saw instead was elon musk complaining that you shoot cops in it like get the <laughs> fuck out of here Oh, oh I didn't God. even see him say that. You shoot cops in every game. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he Elon Musk is such a fucking penis. I hate that guy. This guy went to fucking CD Projekt Red with a flintlock pistol and threatened them to put him in uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, he did. And they did like a bunch of recording and stuff and they just cut all the shit out of the game. Because like Grimes fuck? is in Cyberpunk. So he went in when she was recording one day and he was like, oh no, put me in the game now. Grimes is in Cyberpunk? Why am I only mm. just hearing about this? <laughs> <laughs> She's in Cyberpunk. Is she a love option? I don't know. <laughs> I, th I think she's just kind of like a joy thing. Joy from Blade uh, Runner, not your cat. Missed, missed my chance. I don't I don't know. The people like complaining about it being like a woman protagonist, because I've legit seen it's comments stupid. like Ugh, upset. Like off. they're like, I just saying like they're people just saying like I'm a, a woman protagonist just seems annoying. And it's like, dude, they're at least they're switching stuff up. I mean, like we've had 
Like, I appreciate them trying to change their games up, because if it was just the same shit every game, it'd be, it would get a bit old, but at least this, I don't you know, know why and, people have to make such a big know. deal about it. It's like, it's exactly. just a fucking gender. Who cares? Jesus yeah, Christ. who cares? It's a character. Also, it's yeah. a story. It's a game. Fuck off. Exactly. Women, women can be criminals too. That's the message. Gender <laughs> yeah. equality. Women can be bad, bad people too. So, in a way, it should be they should be thanking the game if they hate hate women so much. Yeah. Well, I guess shit. We've been speaking of uh, if we're just staying on the video game train for a bit. I was just gonna do my other mini topic. Which was, um, I didn't watch the 2023 Video Game Awards, but there are some things I wanted to mention from it. <laughs> I did, um, unfortunately. It was so boring. I, I watched didn't it. watch it. All I saw was the Jordan Peele thing. Yeah, and that's so the main funny. thing I would definitely wanted to, to talk about. Like, what a collab. Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele, holy can shit. I, can I just say, like, Kojima is like the fucking Japanese Keanu Reeves to me. I just don't feel like that man could do anything wrong. Like, I just love him. He's so pure. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't even played a Metal Gear Solid game. <laughs> I know, and I, I feel you bad, but like, wow. no, I haven't. Like, literally the only Kojima game I've played is Death Stranding, and I haven't quite finished it yet. I do really want to try his other games out, too. Isn't he developing a new game with Hunter Schaefer? That's yeah, that's that what announced. this is. Yeah, oh, oh, okay, it's called cool. like OD or something. Hunter Schaefer, Sophia Lillis, and Udo Kier, who I thought was dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture of him with Udo Kier, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Hello. But Sweet. dude, I am so disappointed that this is going to be an Xbox exclusive. Like, I am, like, tempted to buy an Xbox just to play the game. Like, I'm not even kidding. I mean, I used to be an Xbox guy, so I wouldn't care if I bought another Xbox. But I mean, I mean, just, I shouldn't have to do that. He released a picture recently on his Instagram of him holding the PlayStation symbol, though. Maybe that's a sign. Ooh. People have said, like, this is going to be a movie game. Like, this is a, like, a, a amalgamation of, like, movies and games. I don't know what it's going to be like. I mean, it's yeah. probably just going to be a video game. But that's what everyone was saying. Like, this is a movie game. That's what they were, like, pushing it as. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. But I feel like it's going to be literally, like, a movie. But, I mean, you got you know, Jordan Peele on it. So I don't know. Whatever it turns out to be, I'm excited because the prospect of a Kojima horror game, especially after PT, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 in because PT was like terrifying. I love PT, dude. I've I've only seen videos of PT and I it looks fucking scary as hell. It I, really I, creepy, it does. especially with, like how <laughs> disorienting it is. And it's oh, it's so sad that they didn't get to make Silent Hills. Like him and Guillermo del Toro, they were meant to make Silent mm-hmm. Hills. And I, to be fair, I can't I can't say much against you, Liam, for only playing Death Stranding because I've only played Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, so that's the only Kojima game I've ever played. The fucking uh, like Starfield, like a big new Bethesda game, came out, like nobody's talking about it, and like it didn't win any awards, and like apparently it's not good. It's just from the people from Todd Howard, like how, like how I've, is I've heard bad? pretty mixed things on but, it. I haven't heard it being called not good just yet. Now but, you're hearing it. It's not good. <laughs> It's not good. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, that's all I've heard. I, it could be good in some ways, too. I, I played know, like 15 but... hours of it. It was so boring. It was all... I didn't like it. Because, like, didn't Todd Howard imagine it as, like, Skyrim in space? Like, he wa- that's what he's always wanted was an RPG big space game. But then, like, I watch videos of people saying there's, like, no atmosphere. You're just running with boring-ass, yeah. like, backgrounds. And, like, it's it's very, like like fake the idea of an open world space game can't kind of. just make the fucking elder scrolls 6 we've been waiting long enough dude he needs to redeem himself with that <laughs> after this and then fallout 76 he needs a, a banger again well that's another thing the fallout trailer released oh yeah holy the shit show. yeah 
I, yeah. I saw it. Dude, that, I don't know how you guys feel, but like, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought it looked good. I was really expecting it to look bad. I saw the pictures of Walton and Goggins. I, I don't know the characters. I don't know shit about Fallout. He's a ghoul. Yeah, he looks cool. Dude, you got you got to get into Fallout. There are some, some of those games are amazing. Like, it's like, it's just like Skyrim, but like, literally the only one you would like it. Vegas. No, not New Vegas. New Vegas Fall is the best. No, he can't play yeah. New Vegas. He can only play Fallout 4. New Vegas and Why? Fallout 3 haven't been ported to, like, any other console. Oh. I have a mini topic I'm not sure if any of you have heard about. It dropped, like, two hours ago. It is. It's huge. It's humongous. Dwayne Johnson will star in his first A24 film, directed by Kenny Safdie. <laughs> no way. What? 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 Huh? Huh? You're making this We're shit up. Dwayne I'm, The Rock? I'm not making it up. There it's, is it's a no drama. way. It's a drama about an MMA fighter. We could get it, guys. We could get his second good performance after Pain and Gain. Exactly. There's, there's not much to say about it yet, but it's just been announced. It's in the works. It'll probably be here in the next year or two maybe i'm looking forward to it i hope he's good in it because he's just annoyed the fuck out of me the past couple of years and i want to see him do good same we need to see him in a setting that is not a safari that's all we need <laughs> that's absolutely insane maybe it's the influence of batista and john cena considering they're fucking thriving they're doing yeah, good shit that it's is bonkers crazy. even maybe yeah this is his uh adam sandler moment you know, an actor that this is makes his kind redemption of, arc. Yeah, yeah, his redemption arc. Yeah. After that movie, huh. he'll, he'll get critical acclaim. He'll win an Oscar, and then he'll do Black Adam too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, would you like to introduce Keelan? This is yours. I, I, I will indeed. Uh, as we said at the start of the episode, it's Christmas. I was feeling a little bit jolly. I decided to recommend three Christmas movies I'd never seen before. And I tried to mix it up a bit with each one because they're two of them are kind of like alternative Christmas movies that people like to say are their cr favorite Christmas movies just to be different. But I <laughs> recommended the films, the 1992 film, The Muppet Christmas Carol. I recommended the 1999 film, Eyes Wide Shut. And I recommended the 2015 film, Carol. Nice. And yeah. I, I'd never seen them. I know you'd both seen Eyes Wide Shut. I don't think we'd seen the other two. No, yeah, I, I had not seen the other two, yeah. I guess with that said, we sh we'll go in chronological order. We've been doing that for the past couple of episodes. So we will start with The Muppet Christmas Carol. And I will start <laughs> by asking Liam for an apology. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> what am you I were so mad that I recommended The Muppet Christmas Carol. Wasn't it just the yeah. best fucking movie ever? <laughs> I wasn't that mad. I, I may have blown it out of proportion a little bit. <laughs> The Muppet Christmas Carol, it's, it's you know, it was directed by Brian Henson after the death of his father, Jim Henson. I think it was the first, like, big Muppet project without Jim Henson. In some aspects, I think it kind of shows. No, in one aspect it shows, because the voice for Kermit feels kind of off a bit, but that's not a huge mm. criticism or anything. That's just kind of like a behind-the-scenes thing. They're still figuring things out. But the plot of the film, it's just, you know, it's a Christmas carol. Everyone knows the story of a Christmas carol. Scrooge, he's a bit of a dick. He doesn't like Christmas. And then he is forced to confront the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. And it's with Muppets. What <laughs> more could yeah. you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it should be said that I've never seen, like, a Muppets thing up until this, really. I guess aside from, like, passively seeing, like, little bits of it or whatever. Hmm. This was my first experience with the Muppets, and now I love them. <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> Look the at Muppets that. were wonderful. Um, they are awesome. <laughs> they are very fun. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That, that's probably the biggest thing you could probably say about this movie. There's, like, there's a, such a really lovely sense of scale in the movie. It's, like, 
the humans and the buildings and the Muppets are all scaled so fucking so perfectly. <laughs> like the <laughs> scaling of everything is like really fucking cool, and the designs of the Muppets as well. Like they have a lot of like weird shit in there. It's really fucking great. Like especially like the Ghost of Christmas present, <laughs> the fucking big one. <laughs> yeah, he was so cool. fucking cool. Sorry, I, I just love how the Muppets and humans are just living together and not even like <laughs> acknowledging that half of them are fucking puppets and the half are human. Like I just I love unacknowledged things like that it's just funny that is the reason why michael kane is so fucking good in this i genuinely think it might be the best acting i've ever seen from him he was <laughs> phenomenal like how he could like deliver his lines like it's fucking shakespeare or something while he's fucking talking to a muppet holy shit that is dedication that was yeah, so that's fucking a, fun that's a sign of a good actor right there talking to a keeping a straight face while you're talking to like kermit or some shit like, oh, it's just, I don't know how he does it. He's a master. It's also like a musical adaptation of A Christmas Carol, which I don't think there's much of. Uh, the you know the music was done by Paul Williams, who's done like he's done like a load of Muppet stuff. He's also done like Phantom of Paradise. He was in Baby Driver. He's a famous guy. He's also done a song with Daft Punk, which is probably one of my favorite Daft Punk songs. I think the music in this is really really fun. I think that a lot of the songs in it were really fucking well done. Especially wasn't there a song at that dinner scene? Like when he's with the ghost of Christmas Future, or is it Christmas yeah. Present? There's it's a song present. that I love. That song. I thought that, that song was, a great was great. Song. The opening song as well, where it's just kind of like giving you like the the background of like what's going on in the town or whatever. I thought that was like a lot of fun and just introducing mm-hmm. Scrooge. I thought that stuff was the, really the, really the songs, great. The songs for me are kind of the lesser part because I just kind of like mm. tune out a little bit and just look at my phone for a little bit, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, they're singing. Cool. I'll just chill yeah, for a second it's... and then it gets back to the actual yeah. story and I'm like, oh, this is better. I'm just not a huge fan of like Christmas songs in general, so I guess I just kind of tune out. But yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. But, but I, it's not like I, I... it's not like they're bad songs or anything. It's like enjoyable. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, another kind of hook of the movie because this is a very irregular thing for like a christmas carol adaptations like you have like rizzo and gonzo as like the narrators of the story and it breaks the fourth <laughs> wall a lot <laughs> which is really funny it's it's like like not like a, it does it really well though it, it does do mm-hmm. it very well i didn't find it ever annoying i always thought it was like quite funny like he was you know talking about like oh, oh how, how do you know he was gonna do that and he's just like oh yeah i'm the narrator i'm omniscient i see everything i'm like a god why are you talking like that it's for dramatic effect (laughs) (laughs) i love how they're basically just fucking time travelers who can actually affect things in the past because like they (laughs) they like knock down a shelf or whatever in the past and it's like did that happen in the past (laughs) (laughs) were they always there the fucking the the scene at the parody with fucking animal just going ham on the drums (laughs) oh that shit was awesome (laughs) yeah he was fucking smashing them I, I love Animal. He's my favorite Muppet. I got very sad when I saw that little rabbit shivering in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> that was that like was... one of the saddest shots in cinema history, I feel like. <laughs> and then isn't that, is that the part where he's like, just let him die and then uh, like the surplus of the... Uh, decrease the surplus of the population <laughs> like or whatever is that that part I no think no no. It was. it was just like a. oh it was just like panning over to something at the end of a scene oh. and it was just this little rabbit like shivering in the cold and i was like what oh. the fuck that's so sad the, it's like a thing that comes back in the movie this is not spoiling it i mean and you can't really spoil this story everyone knows the christmas carol everyone story christmas but carol. but like you know at the at the beginning then when like michael kane's being an asshole you know and um the muppets oh, yeah. are trying to get money money from him then he's like they're they're like 
basically saying how like the, they're gonna die like whoever they're getting money for and then he's like let them oh, yeah. like d- decrease the surplus <laughs> population and then oh, later yeah. on in the movie when christmas uh goes to christmas i think future or somebody was showing him like a person starving uh or like shivering in the cold then the muppet said that again to michael kane like why don't yeah. you just let him <laughs> and then but then he feels bad about it so i i like that how that came back i like at the start in that in that scene where he's in his workshop or whatever and like he gets mad at kermit and he's just like, <laughs> how would you like to spend spend christmas on the unemployment line because he's delivering it to kermit the frog it's great michael cade is the best part of the movie he's so fucking good My, yeah he really michael is. is the draw for this movie the muppets yeah. and mm-hmm. michael Caine, what a combo who who mm-hmm. thought of that yeah. they deserve like an Oscar or some shit. Holy crap! Some match Jeez. made in heaven. You wouldn't have expected. Th- this this movie yeah. made me fucking tear up twice, and I'm I was shocked by that. I was fucking shocked by that. Like I okay, came, I was almost tearing up. I came end, very yeah. close. <laughs> yeah, one of the times is at the end. Uh, the the other time was um, I can't believe we have to do this. Quinn, do spoilers. <laughs> oh man, spoilers for Muppets: A Christmas Carol story. That's not the name of the movie. <laughs> oh wait, what is it? The, the Muppets, Muppets Christmas, Christmas Carol. Oh, spoilers for the Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol. The scene where Tiny Tim dies, and then Kermit comes home and he's talking about like, "Oh, I found the perfect spot for him on the hill." It's so oh, fucking yeah. stupidly sad. It's like, dude, <laughs> come on. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like almost welling up here, but I am. Like, Man, I tears rolling down my cheek. I tears rolling down my cheek. That that hit hard. I'm choked up just thinking about it, honestly. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I know, it hits you in the feels. I didn't expect this movie to do that. It but nails an- all the emotions it needs to. That's, that is another big, big strength of the movie. It's 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 sincerity, overall. It's sincere in trying to retell the story. It's, in, it's sincere in its emotions, even though it's with Muppets. And it works. It just somehow works. And it's probably the best oh, adaptation wow. I've seen of the story. For the real question, if you were one of these Muppets, who would you be? Rizzo. <sighs> I don't know, Kermit. I like Kermit. I just think, I, I just like Kermit for some reason. That shot of fucking Kermit standing in the snow when he's looking at the moon. Holy shit. That yeah. was cinema right yeah. there. My God. That is. I love it when, like, for movies like this, whether, like, people really, like, give it their all when they don't need to for a movie like this. Like, Michael Caine mm. playing it so serious. Like, it's just, like, it's a fucking Muppets movie, but they're still trying so hard. I, I love it. Though. Yeah, I can't think of any other actor other than Michael Caine doing it. Honestly, it feels like surreal that he did agree to do something like this. Like at this point, he was still like a very, very respected actor. It's not like he was out of work or anything. He just did this shit because he wanted to, and fucking fair play to the guy. He was awesome in it, and the movie turned out yeah. great because of him. And like his eventual turn at the end is like done really well. Like when he shows up to Kermit's house and he's talking about like fucking giving him a raise or whatever. He's like intimidating him at first. He's like, oh, I think I'm going to give you a raise. When he gets given the scarf, that shit is just so... Oh, Oh, that was was cute. Oh, man, that was 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 great. Oh, man. When he donates some money and then he gets... The cutest moment in the movie is when Rizzo kisses uh, Gonzo in the nose. That is pretty cute. (laughs) (laughs) This it, it, wholesome is how I would describe this movie. It's just a wholesome movie. Like I could see myself rewatching this like most Christmases. Honestly, I really, really love this. It is a good Christmas movie. I'd totally watch it again if I was in the Christmas spirit. Right. We'll get to ratings. I'm slapping this with a fat eight out of ten. Very strong eight out of ten. Close to a nine. I'll go right. I'll go right there with you. 
Eight out of ten. Oof. Dude, same. I'll, I'm putting a uh, third <laughs> down. Uh, eight out of ten. Triple eight. It is eight. an eight out of ten. Yeah. Holy shit. Triple eight. And like with <laughs> most Entirely. episodes, this is the only time we'll agree to, for the rest of the episode. Let's <laughs> for the get on fucking to Muppets. Shut. <laughs> the yep, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, no, no, yeah, approved. Eyes Wide Shut. It's a, it's a famous movie. It is the last movie by, you know, Stanley Kubrick, one of the fucking greatest directors to ever live. You know, you've seen Stanley Kubrick movies. You know how it is. He's great. <laughs> this one is about a doctor who... You know, he gets into a fight with his wife after she like, admits that, you know, she's been having fantasies about, like, other men. Well, one man in particular. And he just goes off on, like, a fucking a night of horniness, really. He's just looking to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yep. he comes across, like, a, a sex cult, and it gets very disturbing from that point onward, I feel. Well, not disturbing, but, like, very anxious. Oh, di- I-, I would say disturbing and anxious and eerie and everything. Yeah. Like, it gets crazy. But, yeah. It's just... Fun- funnily enough, I was looking on some, like, reviews of this and stuff, and a lot of people were comparing it to After Hours, actually. Which... Dude, I, I had that... that I, I felt vibes of After Hours, yeah. Just like... Yeah, it has uh, similar vibes, definitely. Something about a guy going on this weird little, like, journey at night trying to, like, mm-hmm. pursue something, but, like, he can't... Like, everything seems to be going wrong or going <laughs> weirdly. Like, you know, and things do go fucking weird. No, this movie's filled with horniness, though. Like, it, it just <laughs> oh, yeah. really is. Like, I only this rewatch around, because this is my second time seeing it, then I noticed how, uh, even apart from the weird secret society sex cult stuff every encounter tom cruise has with any other character has some type of sexual tension whether it's like natural or not or like just in like in some way shape or form it had for some reason involves like some sexual thing in the background and i never noticed that like i said (laughs) it's just edging you the whole time call me a gooner because i love this movie all right that's (laughs) oh yeah that's getting clipped yeah um (laughs) But no, I I mean, I love it too. It's probably worth addressing this early. I did not like this movie very much the first time I watched it. And I I will say that, like, a lot of the reason behind it, which I didn't really explain earlier or anything, I probably should have, but it kind of, like, similar to the Lord of the Rings situation that I had, where it was, like, around the same time as, like, me going to, like, film school and stuff. With Lord of the Rings, I had someone show me all the extended editions in one day, which was very overwhelming, and I didn't really care about it. With this one, I was watching it with, like, kind of just this pretentious, annoying fucking douchebag that would not stop talking about the movie rather than letting me actually watch it. So it's worth saying that that was probably not the best experience with this movie, but Mm -hmm. now watching Mm -hmm. it years later, probably about nine years later, actually, it's a lot better. I still don't love it. I still think it's the like my least favorite Kubrick from what I've seen, mm-hmm. but it is a good movie. It's just I I don't know. I do want to watch it again as well and kind of see how I feel about it after that cuz it's a movie that you can mm-hmm. delve into and uncover a lot about. So I do respect that about it. It's a it's a movie that really digs into you. Like it, yeah. it is no matter how you feel about it, it is unforgettable. It has, I think it has a similar tone to The Shining. I think that's the closest other Kubrick movie, you know, to it. No, I was, for me, like, I also got some Shining vibes. Like, not only because, like, early on there's, like, that ballroom dance and I was just getting, like, a Shining feel, but not because not the atmosphere, but because 
like sh the Kubrick has something about like weird protagonists, like unnatural male male protagonists. Like he was giving Tom Cruise was giving off like Nicholson vibes in that ball that whole ballroom for some <laughs> reason for me, and so that set the tone for the rest of the movie. I was like, it's just this weird, like I'm able to take it seriously, but this weird kind of performance. And uh, yeah, so I definitely kind of got vibes from that as well, which I I liked. Two things, but for one. It's kind of ridiculous how good-looking Tom Cruise is in this movie. Very good-looking man. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to say it. Oh, he's... <laughs> damn. I had to hold myself back sometimes. God damn. Look, but I think, I he, think he's a good-looking dude, Cruise... but also, yeah. like, probably the best I've seen Tom Cruise in terms of acting. I yes, think. Oh, incredible, I yeah. 100% agree. Really, like... really loved him in this role, but, like, there are other there are other movies where I like him kind of where I like the movie itself more, but in terms of performances, like, this is just... He's so fucking good at embodying this character, and it's pretty surprising yeah. for Tom Cruise from what I've seen of him, so... Yeah, it absolutely yeah, is. I think the closest he comes to, in terms of this good a performance, is probably Magnolia, which he's also mm -hmm. great in. But Magnolia, I feel like, is, like, something where it's, like, you know, divided into movie. so many different characters, so it's, like, it's kind of hard to see one is above the other it's just like all these yeah. characters are so good all the acting is so good so um, can't forget it, it, less but with this one he's more like to say that he's more front <laughs> yeah. and center in this that one is a so great it's performance <laughs> yeah less what performance sorry less gross thunder uh oh, okay. thunder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's for what it is that's an incredible performance too i I, th I think it's also worth mentioning that like i feel like his performance might also be that good and that kind of deranged and weird because of the weird conditions this was filmed under because there's a lot of like behind the scenes drama with this like to be expected with Kubrick at this fucking point but like Dude. the Guinness World Record for the longest consecutive shoot of a film on a film and I think it lasted like 400 days which is mm. mad which is fucking insane because you know Kubrick is a notorious perfectionist and he constantly wanted like you know shot after shot after shot from like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman and all that and even then, there was, like, you know, tabloid stuff about Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise because they were in a relationship at the time. And so that was, like, a big draw to this movie. But as well mm. as that, he also kind of fucked with them a bit, like like he would have done with, like, Shelley Duvall in The Shining, that sort of thing, where, like, he he kind of pitted them against each other in real life, like, you know, with the scenes with, like, the naval soldier that he... guy yeah. that he keeps having visions about. Yeah. Um, he, he kept Tom Cruise away from set. Um, on those days and he told Nicole Kidman to tell him everything that happened when they were shooting which is <laughs> fuck, very fucked up <laughs> yeah but no, that is fucked up because they were well, like together in real life I mean yeah, basically right married. so that's like it's like this movie literally it was what was happening to the characters was basically happening to them as well as real yeah. people which is nuts yeah, I feel like anybody that works on a Kubrick movie is going to go away, come away from it <laughs> fucked up in some way, honestly. Like, this probably turned Tom Cruise even crazier like this than he was probably getting to be. I don't know when his Scientology I like shit the letterbox in, like reviews. This, yeah. I like the letterbox reviews where it's just like, this is just a Saturday night for Tom Cruise or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, average Tom Cruise night. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, yeah, it's just... It, it, oh, and then, but to... One other little uh, story, I guess, about Stanley Kubrick's fucking insanity. Um, I, I heard that Harvey Keitel 
like either quit oh. or got fired from the movie because yeah one of the characters he was playing early on like this was like in one of the first scenes at the ballroom or whatever when Tom Cruise, it's just one simple shot of Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman entering from the right and then another guy that they're talking to enter from the left, like one of the other main characters in the movie. And Harvey Cattell was supposed to be that guy, but Kubrick made them do this simple ass shot, like, I don't know how many times, countless times. <laughs> uh, and it's just so pointless. Like, it's like, why? Like, a, a, a forgettable shot like that, even, Kubrick made him do a million fucking times. It's nuts. He's Kubrick. But, can't help he himself. is. Yeah. You hear the same thing. I mean, he's a master, future, so yeah. he can do whatever. But yeah, that's true. It's just it turned out to be a fucking masterpiece, in my opinion, uh, due to all of this crazy perfectionist stuff, which yeah. I could say about any Kubrick movie. But I mean, I don't know. Can I um, can I ask how we feel about Alice as a character? Like, uh, I, I don't know. Oh, I don't really. Ugh. I kind of see her as like an antagonistic element mm-hmm. of the movie and some people don't really agree with me i guess but i don't I know i'm interested disagree. in your thoughts you heavily disagree <laughs> oh I, you heavily disagree i think hmm. i i look at it more of the viewpoint as her trying to be more honest in their relationship you know like maybe things mm. are kind of taking sort of a tumble because even at the start they kind of feel a bit a sort of sort of distant you know and by the time it gets to the scene where they smoked a weed it feels like her trying to be honest with him, being like, "Okay, I'm having these thoughts, but like, I'd never." Yeah, do but this it's to like you. the way that she says it, and like how she's the way she of, laughs at yeah, him when he's trying about to also, it. it. Just yeah, it's just like you I can't just... expect your husband to like just be fine after this kind of like, and you don't really ever like check up on him or anything <laughs> exactly like she was really like trying to like demasculate him the whole time too like kind of laughing in his face and like saying how like yeah. this guy you know these fantasies are like something that like you know obviously she's apparently not getting from him and all this and i don't know it's just, he she really did like instigate a lot of the bad stuff i guess to happen even though it was tom cruise's own choice to do the shit but i don't well, know look, it's complicated look. Look, I, I will agree with you in that scene, but I think in any other scene where she's sober, I think she's, like, completely fine. I think it was mm. only that that one instance did set off the trajectory of the movie, and she was, like, a fucking bitch about it, really. But in any other yeah. scene, it, there, it, she seemed fine, you know? I don't really see her as an antagonist of the movie. I just feel like if there's an antagonist of the movie, it was just Tom Cruise's insecurity. And that's why mm. he, he just goes on a fucking, you know, two-hour spree trying to fuck. <laughs> yeah, but his insecurity was kind of, like, you know, pushed upon him by her, I feel like. <laughs> he did, I agree he, with he, that. He was kind of fine was... after, like, before that happened. And I don't know. I, I don't know how you expect him to just be fine after that kind of, like, saying I, I, it to him in that way and laughing about it. You know, it's just, like, that would mm. fuck me up, personally. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I I would disagree because in the ballroom scene, like she's dancing with like the Hungarian guy, and he's like hitting on the two models, and that that's kind of broken up by the girl overdosing that he has to go check on. And I feel like if that went a bit further, like something something else could have happened. I think that's kind of like a sign of insecurity in a way. Yeah, but there's also like the fact that Nicole Kidman is like, you know, criticizing him like right after that whole experience but she's like really getting up close and personal with this hungarian guy and <laughs> like it, it was yeah. about to turn pretty ugly i guess so but in in fairness to her she keeps insisting that she's married she says that, that yeah, five that or six true. times yeah and also drunk <laughs> yeah but, um 
That's no excuse. <laughs> Don't I think they were both... I think both... I, I'm in the middle between you guys because I think both characters are in the wrong in their own way. Like, because, yeah, Nicole Kidman could have introduced oh, yeah. this, like, They're definitely in the wrong, like, but I just understand the yeah. motivations for Tom Cruise's oh, yeah. character more. Same. I, I, I think we can easily, more easier, put ourselves in his shoes, for sure. Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Um, Not that I would have yeah, a crazy sex cult or anything if my wife said that she was thinking about other men, but, like, <laughs> I, I'd be concerned and I'd probably yeah. be upset. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a complicated. That's why I love this movie. Is that like all of the characters' motivations and like everything is so complicated. It's it's not yeah. really black and white, and that's why there's a lot of depth to each just, character and a lot to talk about, which I like. Yeah, there's a lot more depth than people realize with this movie. Like a lot of people say, this movie's just a whole lot of nothing happening, but I totally disagree. Like I I think there's a lot happening. It's just like you gotta think about it. I, I think there are a few pacing issues for me in like the midsection, kind of like around the section, mm. around the section where he's like being followed at one point. I don't want to say too much about that in case of spoilers, but there's that whole section, and I just think it goes on a bit too long, and mm. the pacing was a bit yeah. off for me. But aside from that, I, yeah, it was fine. But yeah, if you want to get yeah. the spoilers, we can. Sure. Um... Spoilers for Eyes Wide Shut. Liam. I disagree with you. I love that scene. As I, 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 usual. <laughs> no, but I think that scene was kind of like one of the mo- more intense in the movie and one of the, you know, because like he's constantly looking over his shoulder and it's that guy following him and you don't know whether or not he is being tailed or... I didn't have a problem know, with the content itself or anything. It's just it went on a bit long and I was like, when's mm. this going to hook me again? <laughs> I, 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 like, yeah. I like that it goes on that long though. It keeps you keeps you moving it keeps you thinking well that's just a matter of preference okay it is a matter of preference and i respect your opinion oh i respect your right to shut the fuck up but i guess we should talk about the sex cult stuff because that is probably one of the best fucking scenes i've ever seen in my life i love that shit that was it was great i it's just oh my god everything to do with that scene is just perfect like the build-up to it like he's going into the i was about to say like, like Sorry, you know, I, 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 even, I think we should go even further back as the whole build-up to, like, the oh whole, yeah. like, chain of events leading up to how he even discovers it was I, so well done. I have done. to say, like, the fucking costume store scene is so good. I love oh, that yeah. shit. It's so fucking it's so funny. funny. I totally get why people uh, compare this to After Hours now, because, like, the weird-ass characters yeah. he runs into, like, I totally can <laughs> see it. Um, cause he's like, he has this goal he wants to try and do, but like weird shit keeps happening with these weird characters, except it's played a bit more serious than after hours. But I mean, the, like, the difference oh. is like, you know, after hours, he has like no money. This guy can pay for literally everything. He's so rich. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's, I know, right? out like fucking thousands of dollars over one night. It was like crazy. Yeah. I was like, man, how rich is this guy? He's just a doctor. He's a doctor. I mean, doctors are, can be rich though, man. Oh, but like, can. and that, that's another fun funny little detail about him being a doctor i love how and this happens like three or four times in the movie he always whips out that doctor yeah, like certificate like that. it's a police badge the entire like literally like proof yeah, he can get himself like, into get him like anything. anything yeah yeah literally anything i just thought that was so funny if i were a doctor i would absolutely be doing that oh yeah <laughs> just using he's like i'm a doctor places. i'm a doctor <laughs> and then he just uses an excuse like it's confidential why I have to talk to him. It's about some tests yeah. that come, came back. It's just... <laughs> I also, just, uh, I have to say, like, I I completely forgot he was in the movie, but Alan Cumming, I was like, oh, oh was shit, hello. 
That was a <laughs> Who was really he? good scene. Which one was he? He was the desk was clerk the at the hotel. hotel. Oh, the the gay guy. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> Even that scene. This is why I say like every scene that he encounters somebody for some reason has weird sexual tension. And it, on rewatch, I was like, this guy <laughs> is totally eye fucking yeah. uh, Tom Cruise right now. He's like licking his lips and like looking up and up and down. He's got a polka dotted tie. Like this guy is really putting himself out there. It's like there's what a he little is. there's but, a little interesting <laughs> thing about that as well. Is um apparently Kubrick. Com- like completely thought that Alan Cumming was American. Only when he met him, he found out that he was Scottish or whatever, because he was like so convinced by his accent or whatever. <laughs> and he just met <laughs> yeah. him. And he wow. Was like, what the fuck, you're Scottish. <laughs> wow. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. But, um. But sorry. The, even the build up before the the costume store scene. Uh. Even like just that with whole the prostitute. Even fr- even further back with the. Um. The I was dad, thinking about back when he was at. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we can go way back, yeah. But like, I, I guess I was thinking of all the the chain of events that led him to even discover the sex secret society shit was just so cool to me. Just the like, I don't know, because it, it started off in that like little jazz club, and then he like you know mm-hmm. meets up with his friend, and just like the slow. Because we don't really know if you went into this movie blind, I feel like it'd be so cool if you didn't know it was about a secret yeah. society. Because you're literally in Tom Cruise's shoes, and like you're wondering like. Is this just a private party? Like, what's going on? And then, like, just the unveiling of information was so, like, I, I was hooked. Even though I had already seen the movie before, I was like, this is, like, really well done. Just bringing it back to, like, the, yeah, that whole, you know, <laughs> sequence of events where he's just, like, he gets the call on the phone and he just writes the the password down and he's, like, telling them everything. <laughs> that stuff was so interesting and the way it just plays out, you know, after mm-hmm. that. He's like, oh, you're yeah. going to need a costume. And the costume store scene happens, and then he gets in the taxi and gets to the house. And even uh-huh. in the taxi, I love the I love him just like you know, you know, I'll give you an extra hundred, and then I'll give it back yeah. to you if you wait for me. And he just rips it in half. I think that stuff is very memorable. Yeah, and just like yeah, him, kind of just... like walking like a child into the into the house. Like he's almost like disoriented. He's like, where the fuck do I go? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I kind of felt that from his character. Like he was, yeah. you know. But he was experienced. He's in over his like head. A, yeah, yeah, that's all he's the totally characters. Really, he's head. really in over his head. <laughs> but, but yeah, that the, whole, I mean, that's the main chunk of the movie that is really the most memorable is that whole, when he gets to the actual yeah. society, secret society. And like, I wish we had more movies about secret societies. Like, it's so fucking interesting to me. That's what another reason I love this movie so much. Hmm. I just think that's, because like, stuff like this, it's scary, but like, I guarantee Kubrick probably knows that's probably why he wanted to make a movie about the shit. He probably knew some actual <laughs> shit that was going on. And then him dying right around the time the movie was like coming no. out. No. Or, what? <laughs> no. Don't. I'm not trying to go full conspiracy <laughs> theory. I'm not, stupid dude. theory. What? They, I don't they, know. They, they, he died four days after he presented the, fi- the final cut to Warner Brothers. And oh, do, well. you think they, do you think they would have let him go that far? Do you think he would have... Well, they did cut out. The they cut. did... They, they did try, yeah, and they did cut out 20 minutes of his movie, and they wouldn't let him put it in. So I want to know what's in that 20 minutes. But they didn't. Yeah, they did. No. Yeah, there, there's like lost footage or something. That's like a big notorious thing about the movie. Like some type of footage that didn't make it in, though. Like oh, you, I, I, I haven't heard about that, but I, I, I feel like that's probably deleted scenes or something because like the cut that, 
in his contract he said the cut he was delivering as the final cut is the final cut you know that sort of thing and he did deliver the final cut the only things that had to be done was like um music and stuff which i think they actually did a fucking great job with <laughs> i love the music mm. in this movie the music is so memorable i've been listening to the song that plays like when he first discovers the hall the the ceremony that's going on on repeat mm. i love that song it's like very yeah. eerie and there's like backwards like fucking it's like i think it's backwards like romanian mass that um like a backwards romanian mass recording that's you know chanting over it it's oh. so cool i love that shit and him just like watching the events mm-hmm. unfold and like all the people <laughs> looking at him like there's that shot where he looks up on the balcony and then there's those two people that like turn and stare at him that is like so fucking it's yeah. terrifying it really fucking yeah. it chilled me it was really fucking scary it felt like mm-hmm. it was but straight straight i just love shining. it is oh, yeah yeah, the, yeah. i just love the I piano theme oh i, oh, I was yeah. gonna say also the piano theme that comes back and it's so simple but it's so creepy and it's just like yeah. it keeps you on edge like i love that the most about the music but, but the one thing I don't I don't get about the secret society is it's a sex cult why are they wearing mm-hmm. such creepy masks like there was one <laughs> dude with a fucking they are <laughs> or I mean why, oh, why are they creepy though why are they so <laughs> creepy there was one guy with a plague doctor mask that seems very like impractical for like what's going on there was like a bunch of mm. people with, like fucking melted faces and like stuff out of like fucking Hirano's I think... fucking Hirano's Bosch painting or some shit it was crazy it was just like what the fuck I... are you doing <laughs> I think these are a lot of weird, fucked up, uh, rich people that just try and see if they can get off to this stuff. Honestly, I think they're just a lot of weird, fucked up. Uh, it's it's just a very. Uh, That's actually valid. I don't know. Very depraved. <clears throat> yes, they're very depraved people. Yeah, so maybe this is that. Maybe this shit is attractive to them. Like they're fucked up people, you know. Probably. But um, well, what do you think? Like furries yeah. came from. Exactly. <laughs> ah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's going to be in the remake. And Kings here. When they remake this movie, they're going to have furry masks. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah. And the events <laughs> that unfold after, you know, he sees the ceremony for the first time with the the hooker who fucking leads him off and he's just warning him just to turn back. I think that stuff is very interesting. And, like, you know, it's kind of like a who the fuck is she kind of deal because, like, my first thought was like she's the hooker that he helps you know bring back to fucking consciousness after she ODs at the start of the movie but then Mm -hmm. it's revealed to be someone else and it's I'm still thinking about that and like being like what what the fuck who who was that you know because like he when he inspects the body in the morgue okay I'm I'm not gonna lie fucking Julia pointed this out to me I was talking to her a little about this. Um, he he looks at her face like it's a naked body, and he's just looking at her face and like not anything mm. else in it, which is kind of weird for such like a, a sexually charged film. Which I find mm. that kind of hints to me that it could be the hooker, but also I don't know the actual truth of it. Yeah, huh? That's well, a good point. interesting. I didn't even notice that. that. Well, yeah. I might as well. There's a lot of bring, hidden details. I might as well bring this up now. Julia submitted like a listener question about that, so. She said, sure. "Like, do you think Mandy is the girl at the party in Eyes Wide Shut, or did he just imagine that?" That's what I when I watched it. That's what I thought. So, like, I don't know. I mean, mm. I, I just that was a weird thing about the movie that just kind of like I wasn't really thinking too hard into. I kind of just thought that was the case, honestly. I think it also boils down to your interpretation of the film. Like, is it a thing that it is like a a secret society that can do like? 
obscene shit like that or is it kind of like an innocuous thing where they're just like oh yeah we want to do this we're kind of like role playing but we're not gonna mm. we're not gonna fuck shit up or anything it, it hmm. you know i feel like it kind of depends on that like especially like the mysterious circumstances surrounding her death because it could you know 100 yeah. percent be an od but it could also be something more malicious that's true that's kind of another reason why i love this is because it is so mis- like open to interpretation mysterious and we don't like we're not explained much about like what this whole cult is even about and like why you know like I don't know. Just to add on to that, like we don't really get answers for a lot of stuff, or like clear answers, and I'm fine with that. I love um, that. for something like this. Yeah. I, actually, I I just want to ask, like, before we finish or anything, like, apart from the pacing, is there anything specific that you don't like in it, Liam? Because I I'd, I'd be interested to hear what it is, like, genuinely. I guess I just I don't find the story like as fascinating as some of the other Kubrick ones that I've seen, and there is pacing issues, but I don't know, I I do think it's something that would probably benefit from more watches, honestly. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, this time around I did enjoy it. It's it's not really something I can put into words right now, it's just I would probably need to see it more to be able to Mm. figure out like concrete thoughts on it, but yeah, for now it's still like a good one. I don't yeah. have, like, super huge problems with it or anything. I'm glad I don't hate it, kind of like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you gave it another chance, because I, I thought it was very special for my first watch anyway. And I hope if yeah. you do rewatch it, you kind of come to love it a bit more too, but obviously I wouldn't expect you to give it a fucking 5 out of 5 or anything, but it is just like <laughs> a very interesting, fascinating movie just to watch and to think about, and I really do want to rewatch it at this point. I kind of wish I did before this episode. Same. I probably, I, I I probably find, like it. Yeah. I probably like it a little bit more than 2001 at this point right now. But Whoa, that's, that's that's another crazy. one. That's another one that's where I want to rewatch it because I didn't like that that much either. So that yeah. is the craziest hey, I mean, shit I've ever heard, man. I'm sorry. I, mean, I don't think it's Actually, crazy for people to, to not like 2001 on first watch. I don't know if I even liked it on my first watch. But yeah. it's like it's a weird thing that like you appreciate. It could the totally more be another one like it. this where where I rewatch yeah. it and it's better. Probably. Actually, I, but, I don't yeah. know why I'm complaining to Liam because I did do like a, a ranking of the, the the Kubrick films I've seen, and I did put Eyes Wide Shut above 2001. <laughs> <laughs> I I would never put it above 2001, but I still love it to death. Like this this fucking rewatch helped Look. so much. Like it really. I mean, I didn't need. I still liked it a lot my first time, but yeah, I I can't wait to rewatch this more and more because like I feel like I gain more and more details each time. And that can go I mean, for any Kubrick movie, honestly. I mean, like, I'm more just and more saying, details. Like, I, I've, I've only seen six Kubrick movies, and I give them all a five out of five. I think they're all immaculate. Mm-hmm. Oh, sp- that's a spoiler for my rating. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I guess we better, unless we have... I mean, there's so much we can talk about more with this movie, but um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we're going to do a Kubrick episode down the line. Like, I'm definitely going to suggest that as a topic. So, like, we'll definitely talk more about it anyway. Yeah. 10 out of 10. There you go. Yep, I double down with another 10 out of 10. It, it is a 10 for me, too. 7 I, out of 10. Hope it's... Respectable. I hope it goes up later. Yeah, I guess on to the final movie that I recommended. Carol from 2015. Um, Kind of like a shy girl, played by Rooney Mara, and she encounters a housewife, played by Kate uh, Blanchett, and they kind of have a relationship that starts to blossom and there's also more shit in between like with you know carol's relationship with her husband and then um what's her name 
Therese, Therese's relationship with her boyfriend or like the guy yeah. who just wants to marry her and go off to fucking Europe with her. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of the it's kind of the gist of it. What did we think, boys? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Liam, we're both like, eh. I'm really on the same page as Quinn with this one, kind of. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess I know. I I don't know if I'll have a ton to say about it, and if I do have a, and unfortunately, what I do, will have to say, I don't know if it'll be positive, but I, I man, I, I wanted to like this movie, but. Uh, I don't know where to start. I'm uh, kind of surprised that it has the reputation it has. Because I, I always hear so many positive things about it all the time. And, like, watching it for myself, it's just like, this is so simplistic. And that's also like, what to, I was thinking. to a fault, I feel like. The, like, mm-hmm. the story is so, so predictable. It's been done to death. I, I just, I don't know. There's nothing mm-hmm. really new about it that it offers, I feel like. Apart from, like, the cinematography being really nice and all that, mm-hmm. I guess. And the acting's good. I totally good. agree, yeah. Right, like, technically on paper, like, everything is, like, executed totally fine. Like, everything's good. Like, the performances are great. The The story we've seen, like, probably many other times in stories like this. But um, I, I don't know what it is about the movie I, that people um, latch onto so much. Maybe it is just the, the cast and the, the whole, like, the... the the lesbian aspect of it too honestly maybe. like that's one thing i guess that sets it aside from like a cliche romance story and then like maybe the the like the time period aspect and it's a christmas movie like it tries to have an identity but at the same time it kind of like just falls in the background for me with like all of the like i do wish it kind of just like innovated more with its story or did something unexpected for me yeah. but i don't know see, man, see i'm 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 worried because Keelan's staying silent right now, and I feel like he's gonna break his silence, being like one of the best movies of all time. I wouldn't we'll say that. Okay, well, what did you think, Keelan? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna go to history, and I fucking love this. Oh I thought it was fucking fantastic. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. I wish I loved it. I I, I really. But no, I'd rather have. I don't want us to all be negative. I don't want us to all be negative. But yeah. No, I, I I will I'll explain exactly why. I do agree with a lot of what you're saying. It is simplistic, but I think it's a it's a okay. First and foremost, it's a romance movie, and I don't think in a romance movie the overall story is the most important part. I think the most mm-hmm. important part is the relationship between the characters. And mm-hmm. look, yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. For the first like 10, 15 minutes or so, I was kind of feeling a little bit, but like like you guys. But I started to grow. You know, my feelings started to grow for it. I started to become attached to these characters, especially Rooney Mara, who I kind of, in many ways, I kind of saw like a lot of her in my character. Like the way she was kind of shy, the way she was kind of like fucking. She was just kind of going into things because she felt like it would be the best for her, and mm-hmm. because people would want that of her. I do. Like, I, I did no. feel like really attached to her character when she has that whole kind of speech about how she just says yes to everything and she doesn't yeah, know yeah. who she really is. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's like the yeah, most yeah. sincere point of the movie where I was like, yeah, this that that hurts. <laughs> I yeah, feel yeah. Mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you in that aspect. But um, I think what this movie does the best for me is the little moments, and I think that's what matters the most. Like I think one of my favorite parts in the movie is when they're they're starting the road trip and they they're in the diner and Rooney Mara gives Kate Blanchett the record and they kind of touch hands for a moment and they like break it like immediately 
I thought that moment was like it was it was just beautiful and there's like loads of little moments like that throughout the movie like there's the fucking I think it's the scene afterwards where like they're both asleep and Rooney Mara's awake and she's just kind of watching Kate Blanchett just sleep and just breathe and stuff I think that was kind of it was beautiful mm-hmm. I love that kind I love those kind of moments in romance movies and I love how this movie did it especially with how beautiful the movie looks the cinematography is gorgeous like just fucking film grain everywhere it's perfect beautiful <laughs> Love that There's shit. a lot of film grain. Yeah. There is. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of green too. I was like, this, did Fincher direct this? This is a lot of green. <laughs> like, but it's a very green movie. But yeah. But I also think the setting does help with it, and the fact that it is like a lesbian romance film. I think those two elements work in tandem to make it something unique for me personally. Where like, mm. you know, okay, there has been like gay stories where it's like you know, set in oppressive times or whatever. But in this. I feel like the kind of homophobia that it presents is not outward. It's more like, it's more to do with like the characters themselves and how they act and how they like react to whatever is going on. Like when, um, when Rooney Mara, when she asks her, the, the boyfriend, like, oh, have you ever like thought about men in any sort of way? And he kind of like freaks out about it. And he's like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think it should be a thing. I don't think it should be natural. And he doesn't say it in like a, in like a malicious way it's like more like more of like a matter of fact way and mm-hmm. i thought those types of things you know it, it did add a lot to the movie in terms of like subtext you know and i like that kind yeah. of stuff like you know to add mm-hmm. to the setting and i thought the setting was beautiful like the fucking snow everywhere it's fucking great i love that shit yeah the setting was good i i will agree with that i uh to i mean you mentioned the the boyfriend and the stuff like that I, that brings me to a point that liam made that i actually i don't know if, i mean it's kind of a joke but i agree like, <laughs> i mean I, uh, I i am pretty serious about it honestly yeah <laughs> i mean i guess it'd be hard to have much of a story there if you didn't have those characters but yeah the men in this movie fucking suck like i yeah. just hate their characters and i know you're supposed to like not like them really but even with that uh, being said t- though i will say i think kyle chandler was really good though like mm-hmm. his his I character his character was like really well acted i thought like for one that kind of could have just been like a one note thing i thought he Mm. did really well at it but yeah but i guess i would prefer it if like there weren't that many men in this movie (laughs) it just kind of ruined the vibe sometimes it did it did i was like oh another fedora another asshole in a fedora great like what are we doing what do you expect i know i know but like uh I don't know. But that was just another little thing for me too. I, 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 okay. I can see where you're coming from with the other male characters. Like, but I, don't, <clears throat> I don't think I'd go so far as to say like I hated them or anything. I feel like their roles were kept minimal. Like they didn't detract for anything. I think the only two major men in the movie were Rooney Mara's boyfriend and Kate Blanchett's husband. I see why you called it predictable, but I don't think a lot of plot beats were that expected for me you know some of them kind of caught mm. me by surprise like you know in the motel I, that kind of yeah that, that's a whole nother do we, thing yeah, yeah we can i mean do spoilers. i i can quick say the thing just so we can yeah, yeah. so spoilers for carol there you go but yeah that the scene where they find out that their hotel room was bugged and that they have tapes of them you know having sex and them then you know he sent them off to it kyle just, chandler already 
It just kind yeah, of follows. It, it follows such a generic structure, though. I can't really get behind it because it, it's just like, I get that. yeah, you get like nice little romance stuff, and then there's like, oh, mm-hmm. this bad thing happens, and exactly. it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is or anything. It's just like, like that part wasn't predictable, but it's still like a predictable story beat. That mm-hmm. just like it's just right. It happens so much in these kind of movies, I guess. And I, I totally yeah, know what you mean. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do, I, I. I see where you're coming from with that, but in this, like in this instance, it didn't feel like it was following check marks. It felt natural for the plot, and I and I enjoyed that, especially where that bad moment, you know, that them discovering the tapes or whatever, especially where that's placed, like after, you know, after the, the bedroom scene. Yeah, that scene was gorgeous. I thought it was beautiful. It was so tastefully done. Like, there's a lot of talk about like male gaze and stuff, and I thought that was like one of the most tasteful ways, to, one of the most tasteful sex scenes I've seen. I think it's just gorgeous. And then having that immediate gut punch of, you know, oh no, we recorded you without you knowing. It was <laughs> that got that got I teared up in that scene I mean, as well. Fucking things hell. just I went wrong that. so quickly. <laughs> but yeah, but it just yeah. felt like this big like kind of doom and gloom moment where it's like everything goes wrong oh no the character is in a bad spot and then it gives you enough time for it to like get better by the end of the movie and it's like this is just kind of predictable in every way even then i'm I'm, I'm not quite (laughs) sure things were quite fine by the end of the movie like you know they do see each other like Mm. but it's like it's like a happy ending kind of though you feel like no i mean at least i felt that way well, no, doesn't. doesn't Rooney doesn't Rooney Mara end up like she because Carol offers if she wants to like come live with her or something and she says no. Yeah, yeah. but then like That's, by I the mean, end so... by the end end of the movie she goes mm. back to Carol and it's like oh yeah I guess like yeah, I, I guess you're safe to assume yeah. that they probably got together after that. Yeah, and that's true. why it's a sad ending because she should have got with the girl at the party. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> But I want just to sorry just to like rewind just a second and really quick side note about the guy that was recording them. Uh, Am I the only one that thought it was a fucking jump scare when he was introduced at the fucking ice machine? Do you guys remember this? That was a bit of a jump scare, dude. His fucking face (laughs) came out of nowhere. She yeah, she was just scooping ice. It's this weird, crazy, like unexpected, like camera uh, flip upwards to this guy just smiling, and And it's fucking scary. It's it's kind of weird as well because I think it's like led into by a wide shot, and you don't see like anyone else there, and it's like, how did he get there (laughs) that quickly? Exactly, and then it's just. Her scoop and ice, and then it just pans up, and this guy is like, "Hello," and it fucking scared me. I'm not even gonna lie; yeah. like, I actually got scared. Uh, it was that was just a weird moment for the for me. <laughs> but uh, I just I had to just mention that because I was like, that was like a jump scare. But anyway, um, the, the, the vibes were too good for me to be scared. <laughs> but um, the the only other really. Um, because, I mean, you guys have already mentioned, like, the positives and negatives I've had. I mean, like, the only other thing I didn't... The reason I I wasn't so latched on to this to begin with was because, like, the romance between them, it almost felt like it was, like, a predetermined thing from the start. Like, it almost felt, like, so easy of a blossoming of the romance to where I was like, yeah, I mean, they visit it. She goes to her store, and then there's already some flirting, some, like, tension there, and then everything kind of just fell into place from there, and I was like... I don't know, like, I just, I, the way that their romance was formed, I just, I don't know, maybe it just was a bit 
too easy or quick for me or just like I kind of saw everything coming and I, I just I wish I, I latched on to that. that more you know I just it's like I knew I, I already went into this kind of knowing how it was all going to play out and that was unfortunately uh kept me held me back from really caring as much for some reason yeah but I'm not I mean I won't doubt that it like executes other things well for sure but for me personally I just wish I latched on to that more mm-hmm um, I think that's just but, a general thing with romance movies. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's I, it. The, yeah, I th- I think the only romance film I can think of where like an out that sort of thing isn't like predetermined is like when Harry met Sally. Mm, <laughs> but even then, yeah. you know, you know, they're going to end up together at the end. It's that is a good example of like an unconventional romance movie. I just wish we had more like unconventional romance movies, but this was just kind of by the numbers. But yeah, like in Harry Met Sally, it's like they try and stay friends for a long time and try and see if a platonic relationship can actually be a thing. That that's like one reason, and the writing is just so damn good in that movie. But like that's just another reason why. Yeah, that's one of my favorite romance movies for sure. Because like it's not your typical structure. Yeah, it's amazing, but like, I, I it's not your typical time. structure. But anyway, I mean, I'm glad that you and most people like the movie. I really wish that I liked it more. Um, I don't know. I just it's for me, it was just yeah, just a forgettable movie in my opinion. For, it's very I, forgettable that, for me too. That's like the word for yeah. it I'd use. Yeah, yeah, like not bad, not but just forgettable. And and to be honest, for me, that's almost worse than being bad. I but think the, it's the still, best thing about yeah. it is Rudy Mara's character, I think. Her character oh, yeah. is really she, good. She is very relatable. I will give it that. Like She is a very relatable protagonist. Yeah. Um, I just wish I latched on to more characters than just her. But, yeah. Just say you hate women. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate uh, women. Oh, okay, no. That's going to get clipped into a soundbite. He's not the editor. He can't clip shit. Right. Yeah. I can once the episode is up. <laughs> Damn it. When our podcast blows up and becomes famous, then they're going to look back and find that one little clip and then cancel you just because of that. Yeah. That's how it works these days. I'm but... going to sink this ship. <laughs> yeah. Scores? I gave it a 5 out of 10. I gave it a 5 out of 10. It's it's okay. It's in the middle, but I just will never watch it again, honestly. It does a lot of things good. Like technically but emotionally i was just not attached at all i wish i was though yeah but <clears throat> i'm probably feeling yeah. like a five or a six right now mm. Mm. yeah yeah sorry Keelan. 10 out of 10 let's get to questions 10 out no of- way no <laughs> <What>? way <laughs> I, Is I, it? Loved it, guys. I loved it guys <laughs> that's not it. I, loved it. I loved it i really loved it <laughs> Yeah, oh. laugh it up, laugh it up. Can no, I'm out. just like that's. I, I, it was not. It's, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. I think Carol would have been bef- better if it was all Muppets. That'd oh cool. come on, now that would have been. <laughs> yes, Amazing. Carol with Muppets. That would have been great. All right, I guess we'll get on to listener questions. All right, first from movies that don't suck. He said, favorite bad Christmas movie. <laughs> huh? Oh my god, really? I do. There, there's a movie um, called. It's another lesbian romance movie. Actually, it's called Happiest Season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> oh, Happiest. I've seen that yeah. too. Yeah, I just remember that. I didn't think I, that was bad. I, I thought it was 
I thought I actually liked it. I think there's a lot of bad elements to it, but yeah, <laughs> I remember Keelan I, I like hyping prison. it up to me a lot, like whenever it came out for some reason. Bro, I loved it. I loved it. It's fantastic. But also, you know, I like Kristen Stewart. Or I like Aubrey Plaza. I like Mackenzie yeah. Davis. They're great actresses. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd say Happy Season as well. I mean, even though I don't think it's bad, I just I don't know. I really don't. A bad Christmas movie that I like? Probably Bad Santa 2. Bad Santa 2 I, I like, even though it's fucking, probably, it's stupid. I haven't seen but. Bad Santa 2, but I do like the first one. Not, I mean, yeah. it's not great or anything, but I really enjoy, like, Billy Bob mm. Thornton's whole, like, chemistry with that kid. It's hilarious. I don't like it, but I, I don't think it, I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think lots of people consider it a bad movie. I think most people like it. Really? I, I didn't say bad it was Santa a bad 2? movie. I was just tying that into bad santa 2 oh that's are you true. talking about bad santa I, 2 or 1 i've only seen the first one i didn't like it at all <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> bad santa so 2 sorry. i just want to quick see the letterbox average it has a 2.4 average on letterbox so i'd say that's not very good but the opening scene and this is not spoiling the opening scene is i think literally billy bob thornton trying to hang hang himself <laughs> so i mean it's just kind of it's funny but it's so dumb. Liam, answer the fucking Gosh. question. Answer the fucking question. I don't know. Um, oh. I I don't really. I don't like Christmas movies. Carol, really? <laughs> yeah, Carol. Fuck it. <laughs> Carol. Oh, <I> <laughs> That's his favorite I, bad Christmas. I think they're uh, definitely bad, like elements of love, actually. But I still enjoy the shit out of that movie. So I guess I'd say that. Oh, another quick answer for me is probably Die Hard Two, because that takes place on Christmas Eve, and I don't remember it being good. like. Is it good? Because I haven't seen really it in a long, cool. long time. Maybe it's not bad. Maybe you're right. But I just really don't remember anything about it. Um, but yeah, it's, I should watch it. It's very that forgettable in, uh, <laughs> compared to the first one. But like, actually, I, I, I like it. It's funny because Die Hard 2 feels more like a Christmas movie to me than Die Hard 1. That's uh, my I mean, opinion. Yeah. But nobody would probably agree. No, I, um, I'd agree with you. It is more Christmas even than the first. It is. The first one just happens to, the first one happens to take place on Christmas. I think the most um, recent, like, bad Christmas movie I could say is Four Christmases, when I watched that on the plane on the way back home. I don't know why the fuck I did, but it was awful. <laughs> yeah, that true. was a strange idea. It's a terrible <laughs> movie. <laughs> That's so true. I Even though I, I do like anything Vince Vaughn, even if the movie's bad, so I would say that too, and I think I've seen that. It had a weird John Favreau performance too, which is yeah, funny. He's swole but... as fuck in that movie. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, from Brian's film log, he asked, what is your favorite Christmas special? Probably the SpongeBob Christmas special. I don't know. I will say White uh, Christmas by Black Mirror. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, that yeah. I would say that, too, if you can count that, I guess, yeah. I'm counting that shit. That shit is fucking amazing. Still it the is. best Black Mirror I've seen. <laughs> it, it's the best episode of, like, the whole series, probably. Weird coincidence, I guess, but I, I I was just looking through them and trying to figure out which one is my favorite. Doctor Who has like a lot of good Christmas specials, but I think my favorite one is Matt Smith's first one, which is called A Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that ties in nicely. And yeah. it has Michael Gambon playing basically a version of Scrooge, but it's not Scrooge. From, from Yusa... <sighs> Yusa Farnham 026... I know I butchered that. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. I've never seen this name in my life, but I know I butchered it. But he said, what do you think of Baldur's Gate 3 winning game of the year? Oh, I guess... Damn, I didn't even see that question. We could have brought that up earlier. Um, Haven't played it. Don't know. But Keelan, you said it deserves it, you think? It deserves it. It deserves it for its its scope alone. 
and how fun it is to actually play. <laughs> Moving on to Campo.Reviews, he asked three questions. Um, out of these three, out of these three, like the movies that we chose, which are you most likely to revisit and why? Eyes Wide Shut, hands down. It's just, it's one of my new favorite movies, honestly. Probably same. Probably same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I enjoy yeah. the Muppets slightly more, but like, I don't know, there's like more to unpack with Eyes Wide Shut, and I feel like I'd gain more out of it with more rewatches. So, yeah. Purely taking into account, like, you know, the themes of the movie and length, I'm gonna go with Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I loved I loved all the movies we talked about, but I think Muppets is probably the one I'd probably rewatch the most because the other yeah. two, you know, it seems they, like they an easy a bit more out of you. Yeah, yeah. it seems probably like an easy movie to just throw on, like the Muppets, yeah, exactly. you know, anytime. But Eyes Wide Shut, like I mean, just on a random time, like oh, I'm gonna put on Eyes Wide Shut. I don't know <laughs> if that's as easy to just like get in the zone for. Bring but, over a girl, you're just like, hey, you want to watch Eyes Wide Shut? Good first date movie, yeah. <laughs> hey, keep in is... mind, one of my, like, like fir- first, not first dates or whatever, but, like, around the time that I was, like, getting into films and had a date or whatever, I showed her The Room and Irreversible in the same night, so <laughs> you can't do worse than that. That is just <laughs> that, horrible. That showing is just a girl a Irreversible <laughs> is the most riskiest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is She enjoyed ballsy. herself. No, that's good. But you were rolling the dice there. That's crazy. Long time. I don't remember when. 2019. But no, I... And we never became a thing. But, like, I was hanging out with this one girl. And I think the the, the movie that I showed her was The Shining. That was the first movie I showed her. Mm-hmm. So also kind of a psychotic, that. fucked up movie. And she thought she thought it was weird. She was she kind of, like, seemed like, why are you showing me this? So, yeah. She wasn't the one turned into anything. anything. She was not. <laughs> Another question he asked was, which Muppets Christmas movie is better? Wait, what? Is there more than there's, one? There's two Muppets Christmas movies. I haven't seen the other one. I've only seen the Muppet Christmas Carol, so it's safe to say we all prefer Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah. Next question, please. Yeah, and this is probably <laughs> the one that everyone talks about, so yeah. Why is Muppets Christmas movie Carol the best version? That was also from Campo, his last question. I mean, why? an hour. <laughs> yeah you already got the answer if you made it this far uh from sarah's popcorn chat what's your favorite christmas genre example horror christmas or comedy christmas comedy christmas hands down i mean it's all the best christmas movies are comedies for me i mean i'm just not a big christmas movie fan in general kind of so mm. i don't know i don't really mind what it is just as long as it's good really yeah i don't really have a preferred genre Mm. I can't think of any good Christmas horror movies, really. Maybe Black Christmas, but I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, maybe partly count Violent Night. Krampus? <laughs> yeah, Violent Night, Night you could partly a horror count. Movie, and it was awful. <laughs> it wasn't Wait, awful. which one? It was fun. Krampus? Violent Night. He didn't oh. like Violent Night. Oh, I, I loved it. I like it at all. I loved Violent Night. Horror. I thought it was so much fun. And it's not horror. It's it's action, comedy. Yeah. Uh, it's like Die Hard, but with Santa. I mean, that's basically what the fuck it is, you know? But I, I love that. I, I just thought it was why. fun. I didn't think it was anything too special, but it's fun. Yeah, it was really... I thought it was I really completely fun. forgot it existed until you said it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to rewatch that this year. That's going to be like a, a tradition for me if I need a good <laughs> Christmas action movie. Christmas drama? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like... My favorite Christmas movies seem to be, you know, dram- dramatic. 
like you know there's stuff like you know home alone which you know it's a classic you know that's a yeah, drama but drama is still my that's... favorite genre so i'd like mm. yeah more christmas movies like that probably uh, and i'd I like mean... better christmas romances than carol personally nice. <laughs> yeah but i don't know you mentioned home alone keelan and like to me home alone is like a comedy up and down I yeah mean, that's yeah. like so and oh, i would I, say I, I did yeah i didn't mean to imply it was a drama i was just saying oh. like there's other things like you know other comedies oh. like you know home alone and stuff like that yeah i'd probably just say drama maybe because like most of the christmas movies that i really really love are just dramatic I don't know. All my favorites happen to be comedies like Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story, the Home Alone movies, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. I just think those are all oh, yeah, fucking The Grinch cool. is great. Moving on to All Right So Reviews. Is Eyes Wide Shut Kubrick's most overrated film? No. I'd probably say underrated. I think it's his... Yeah, I would agree. I think it's his most underrated, actually, after watching it. Well, Maybe. I don't again, know. Then again, <sighs> I haven't seen, like, Paz Glory or fucking barry linden so i think honestly and i need to really rewatch barry linden because i did not i didn't love it my first time i still like it but i think that might be his most overrated because i see people calling that one of the greatest movies ever and i just i didn't get that from it but i really do need to rewatch it i mean aren't they all kind of perfectly rated by this point? probably they probably I was, are i was gonna say that I, I don't i don't think there's many kubrick movies that are underrated that's yeah. true I think low okay i do think lolita is kind of underrated even whatever you could say whatever you want about the movie i just i think that's actually a great movie but nobody really wants to talk about it we got a couple of questions from film forager she said missed opportunity i guess they're not really questions uh missed opportunity to make quinn watch love actually keelan Uh, i wouldn't wish that upon you it's a good movie it's fun (laughs) no it's not it's not healing. You enjoyed but then, it a little bit, though. I enjoyed the Liam Neeson bits. And Bill and Nye. The Bill Nye bits. And the Emma Hugh Grant Thompson was bits. fun. That's it. I forgot he was in it. <laughs> what? He's the fucking Prime Minister. He's, he's, I know. He's fun. I, just, I forgot he was he in it. He does a dance. It's funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It is funny. It was, I didn't think it was funny. How dare you? <laughs> all I was thinking of oh, was, oh my god, all of the mothers of the world must think this is the funniest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> and Liam. <laughs> <laughs> but then she follows it up with saying, but good Anya for choosing Muppets. So She posts so many like statements rather than like questions. <laughs> exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I'll, 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 I'll say this much. I think the most surprising thing about this episode is that The Muppets ended up being Liam's highest rated movie. <laughs> that is shocking, honestly. I would have thought you did the complete opposite. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just glad. I, I think it's shocking that's the only one we all gave the same score. Or it's just yeah. weird. <laughs> one from Anton Kino Love. Do you think Home Alone is the most Christmas movie in the world? No. I actually no. don't. I think A Christmas Story is. That's just what I think. But I think It's yeah. a Wonderful Life. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I actually am with Liam. I have not seen that movie in its entirety. And oh, I, I'm ashamed. Shit. I need to watch it. It's awesome. It's it's really fantastic. I love it. I don't know. I would say A Christmas Story. Just because to me, that's there's a reason they play that shit on a 24-hour loop every year on TV, cable, and like... I don't know. I just for me that encapsulates like the whole Christmas feeling and childlike wonder of like Christmas so well. See, it's but, love actually dude, over here. 
They just play that really? shit on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I didn't see a Christmas story until like two years ago. Mm. But I, I I mean in terms of like the childlike wonder and stuff like that, I would probably say Home Alone. But in terms That's of like, true. What that that is actually all about, does capture it better, you're right. Yeah. But in well, to be fair, I'm not a huge fan of a Christmas story. I thought it was like okay. <laughs> I think the only but, reason um, I like it so much is because it was such a thing that was like beaten into my head as a kid. Like it was a tradition for us to watch that every year since I was young as I could remember. So nostalgia is a huge thing for me with that movie. It, it definitely. Did you watch is. the sequel? No, no, the <laughs> the one that came out recently. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I probably will not. <laughs> I was tempted, but no. Fucking old child support. Thanks for the profane questions, but if you had to fuck one Muppet, which would be, I'm not, I'm not answering this. I'm just not. You have to answer it. Yeah. I answer refuse. It. I plead Scrooge. the fish. No, no. He's not a Scrooge Muppet. Is Muppet. <laughs> Scrooge is the Muppet. Um, Dude, I... for 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 someone who doesn't want to answer the question, you're pretty fucking set on what a Muppet is and what a Muppet isn't. Well, it's pretty obvious <laughs> what a Muppet is and is not, but I just had to state the rules the Rizzo. episode is not ending until you give I would also say Rizzo <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> my my grandma I think is going to start listening to this podcast because now she knows I have one oh, and no. now I have to answer this this is terrible I, this is <laughs> This is Do what I, I, I this guy needs to stop sending us questions. <laughs> he really no. needs to stop because they are the worst parts they are of the, the best. listener questions. I'll, what are you talking about? I'll tell you this. Worst. It adds some life to the podcast. It's great. <laughs> we have plenty of life no. without these fucked up questions. Now this this is know. Quinn. The kind of questions that get into our personality. You know that's what the oh, podcast yeah. is all about, showcasing our personality. There are plenty of all film right. co- podcasts out that's, there, but right, none fine. do it like us. Miss Miss Piggy, <laughs> there you go. You got there in the Miss end. Pig. There you go. Also, I I, w- I would really like to say he doesn't just submit questions because he you know he wants to fuck around. He actually listens to the podcast and he's spoken to me about it. Does he? I was surprised about it. I, yeah, I did not know that. He does. Yeah, I was shocked by that. Does he enjoy? <laughs> I it? thought he didn't either. <laughs> yeah, he said we have some good discussions. Nice. He he has he has a problem with like the guy the uh, Liam, but you know other than that's cool. What? <laughs> what <laughs> I do. <laughs> don't you, I thought I you, know, don't man. you guys know that you guys know this guy? Like I mean, like you've I've talked been, to I've him. been on his like Twitch streams quite a lot and talked to him, oh. but like I haven't met him in real life or anything. Well, yeah, I met him in college. <laughs> yeah. Did you actually? No, you didn't. You did. You. T- I yeah, did. they're good he's friends. Genuinely like, a friend. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I I thought this was just another internet friend or something. No, no, no. He's like, no. yeah, he knows him. I have friends okay. contrary to popular belief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I doubted you. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. Keelan having a friend in real life? What? No, I'm kidding. Can't believe, cannot believe it. <laughs> hey, bro, we're in the. It's okay. No, I. So you're giving you. a second Muppet you'd want to fuck now? I <laughs> know. <laughs> I'm not. Too... The Ghost of Christmas Present, then. The Ghost, the of, Ghost Christmas of Present. That's a good one. Yeah, he that really fucked me up. Actually, that's that's a good. One. He'd be tender. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, he's just a jolly fella all around. All right, thanks for the questions. Before we move on to outro, uh, my choice for the next topic, um, which yeah, so um, we're getting close to the end of the year, and uh, I think we did something probably similar to this last year. 
and instead of suggesting a specific movie or uh, you know anything for us to get you know do um, I wanted us to just it's basically like a yearly recap thing like an end of the year look back at the year um, 2023 retrospective talk about I don't know just like it could be our favorite new movies that came out this year or least favorite new movies that came out this year our favorite first time watches that we had this year at least favorite our favorite fucking albums games it could literally be anything i want this to be like it, it'll be broad enough it'll be a free for like yeah and then we can also do like uh, in terms of the podcast we could talk about like what were our favorite episodes this year that we did or something like that yeah um cool. yeah so just like a whole yearly retrospective it, it's it'll be pretty loose but i mean yeah that's fine Anyway, uh, yeah, you can find me on everything under Views by Quinn, Instagram, Letterbox. Check out the link tree. And you can find me at Movies Music Me on pretty much everything. Check out the YouTube and Letterbox and all that garbage. Yeah, guys, just look at the link tree in the bio. Uh, 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 all my stuff is there. Uh, stop. Ter- <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Very uncomfortable to episode how- towards the this end. Is, that was disturbing. <laughs> this, this talking to the mic how I talk to the ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we we hope you enjoyed this episode and Merry Christmas, yes. everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and peace out, bitches, to all and to all a good night. <laughs> <laughs>